Simpsons Index, an online spreadsheet that is also a podcast. This is the podcast. Coming at you live from Splendid Isolation in Balgala. This is the Simpsons Index, episode 42. Hello, I'm your host, Elliot J. Neal. And joining me in Splendid Isolation is... Hi, I'm Phil, and I had no idea it was episode 42. Wow, it's a big number. Yeah, we're getting there. And finally... First it was Kid Gorgeous, then Kid Presentable, then Kid Gruesome, and finally, Kid Mo. Thank you for joining us. Um, as most usual, BT. Yeah. And uh, yes, Phil, again, thank you for coming on the podcast. It's thank easy for me this me. time because you're in my house. Yeah. <laughs> Thought it was a fortress of isolation. It's just a reference to Warren Zevon song. Ah, um, and yes, this is The Simpsons Index, the podcast where we review three episodes of The Simpsons at a time. The catch is each episode comes from a different decade. And starting out tonight, we watched uh, season 28, episode two, Friends and Family. Uh, this episode first aired in October of 2016, and it was written by a J. Stewart Burns. In this episode, uh, Burns, wanting a bit more out of life, embraces uh, virtual reality technology and enlists the Simpsons to be his uh, stand-in actors as he tries to recreate a fake family, and uh, Homer gets a new best girlfriend. Guys, what did you think? I didn't hate it. Um, yeah? I think it's interesting it has a very participant-sounding name because yeah. it's very accurate. <laughs> yeah, overall, I didn't hate it, but also uh, very far from liking it, loving it. Yeah, it just kind of plodded along, really. There was some, there was some very good jokes in there, and it's all mm. Mr. Burns related, and everything Burns, I love. Oh, yeah. Um, I, th- I think the one uh, unifying theory of this podcast is we all have a boner for Mr. Burns. <laughs> some might call it a burns <laughs> I didn't sign up for that. <laughs> but you've got one. Oh, that's what that is. So, starting out at the beginning, uh, Burns is off to the hospital. Yeah, and I actually kind of like this intro where the car pulls up and he's all like, oh, people can't know I'm not in perfect health. And he kind of does like a animated Pink Panther mm. hide behind the uh, parking meter bit. And that's good. I kind of like that. It's funny. Yeah, playing with the old Burns is so skinny he can hide behind a pole. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it was good because it was short. Like, if it yeah. had gone on for more than the five seconds it did. Yeah, a second longer, I would have been bad. I, and I did, uh, I don't remember the material, but the idea of, like, the doctors trying to gouge him as he's walking through. No, just, like, spruiking their wares. Like, eyeballs, you gotta be able to have eyeballs to see. <laughs> I did like the one that was euthanasia, euthanasia. It was like, ah, can I buy this as a gift? And like, no. <laughs> yeah, I read that out as well. Yeah. And so he's going to see his uh, therapist. Yeah, which... Uh, it oh, just yeah. milked the first joke too much. He's like, well, we're here to talk about your anger. He's like, anger, 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 anger issues. And it's like, oh, God, there were so many great places to go with Mr. Burns and a therapist that this is where you start. Yeah, it was a, it was a super easy gag where he just went, yeah, last time we were here, we were talking about anger issues. And he goes, anger. And it just literally pans to a clock that spins around quickly for 50 minutes. Mm. And he comes back and goes, well, that's the end of our time. Yeah. And you're like, yeah, whereas it immediately followed up with a much better joke where the guy, uh, the therapist puts down his pad and Mr. Burns sighs and just pulls out a gun and puts it on the table. Yeah, I do like, it's like, <laughs> like if you had just cut that 50 minute bit, it yeah, would have been great. Yeah. You know, it would have been, we're here to talk about your anger issues. Oh, I don't have those. <clears throat> Pistol out. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, that whole rambling anger, anger, anger thing was like, that was more of a Homer bit. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. To yeah. the point where I'm, I'm relatively sure that's even happened. Yeah. Oh, so. totally. 
Um, and I did like his line about looking at the the photo cube, and he goes, uh, "The plastic ugly people." Yeah, is this it? is what you really need in life, like plastic cube of ugly people. Yeah. <laughs> goes, no, a family. He's like, "Yes, I often want to store people, uh, encapsulate people in plastic, so I can see their terrible faces as they die." <laughs> yep. And beautiful. Yeah. So he dies, and uh, just uh, uh, jumping ahead, I like how they. Uh, bring that joke back uh, where Burns does meet hit the therapist family at the funeral and goes oh the ugly people from the cube yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not bad it's a cute little bit yeah this was, oh, episode was odd because there were some really good standalone gags mm. but the story itself was just dull yeah, it, just it was a mishmash around. yeah um, I will say we then quickly hit what I'm going to say is one of the very low points of the episode where uh, the Simpsons are at the funeral because they're like, so which therapist was this? And they're like, oh, this yeah. is the one that taught it. And then it cuts to them with the therapist, you know, and they're all arguing. And Maggie pulls out a pacifier and goes, Maggie, talk. No one listened. Maggie, never talk again. I was like, oh, fuck off. This is now canon, yeah. the first proper word she said. Yeah, it was, it was a dumb gag as well. Like, we don't need to go see them argue. We know they're a dysfunctional family. They've been on TV for 28 yeah, years. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. You could have just had the line, oh, which therapist was this? It was the one to help you out here. Oh, yeah, he was nice. Mm. That would have been, been enough. We've been to a lot of therapists. Which one was this? Mm. Be like, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> they all just sort of blend together. Yeah, <laughs> we, we don't know. He's just in the Rolodex. But yeah. yeah, I feel like the other gag that they were going for was just the Simpsons screaming over each other and not really listening. And I'm sure if you focused on one character, there'd probably be some funny material that they were saying, but yeah, it sort of all got lost. Nah, and I listened to Homer only and he said nothing funny. Yeah, and yeah. sometimes when I roll my eyes so hard, I can't hear anymore. <laughs> and that happened with the Maggie bit. So yeah. I and, I, and yeah, it, it wasn't a good uh, delivery either. No. It was like, I'm baby. I can't talk well. Um, it yeah, was, it was just really very weird. Yeah. And I think she said, no one listen. I never talk again. And you're like, for someone who's just had their first words, it's mm. a very complicated thought structure. Yeah, <laughs> but it's trying to like, um, like bring justification to her character trait or something. Yeah, it's, it's like no. totally unnecessary. Like explaining why Homer likes to wear only white shirts. You know, we don't need to know that. Yeah. Uh, my other complaint was when uh, so Mr. Burns says, "Oh, I've." graciously offered to pay for this funeral and then unveils the tombstone. It's got the guy's name in tiny writing then paid for by C. Montgomery Burns at a yeah. big block and people start throwing rocks at him. So then he leaves and as he's driving away, Otto pulls up and he's like, oh, I got stoned at a funeral. He's like, oh, sounds like a great funeral. And then he walks in and then he's standing there being stoned and he's like, this is exactly what I wanted. I'm like, yeah. This is just labored and dumb. And it really sounded like it was Otto's understudy for the voice as well. Yeah. Well, same with Burns as well, man. It's Harry Shearer for both those voices. He is sounding very weathered in this episode. Well, he must be 80. Oh, yeah. <laughs> He's, he is not a young man anymore. Yes. They should VR him just with all the words Burns would ever say. <laughs> the, yeah. They'd have to have it by now. Ooh, can you imagine like a Mr. Burns GPS? That'd be great. <laughs> Turn left. Excellent. You imbecile. <laughs> You're going the wrong way, you dundling at nothmugger. <laughs> it's hard to think of old timey words. It really is. Nothmugger's right? <laughs> interesting. But the other thing I, I, I like it. <laughs> you can't prove it wasn't said yeah. <laughs> back then. <laughs> the other thing I didn't like about the auto gag was, you know, with uh, sort of, you know, the old rule, you know, show don't tell. Mm. Or, but, you know, it can be the other way tell don't show. And yeah. this one, they went for the tell and then the show and then another tell on top yeah, of it. Yeah, it was dumb. He's like, this is what I meant by stone. It's like, no, it's not. You stupid face. Yeah, but the writer, yeah, just obviously went, oh, stone, let's get Otto in here. And like, Yeah, it would have been a much better gag if he went, 
oh, I can't believe I got stoned at a funeral. And Otto's like, what? And just sped off. Yeah. yeah. That's you enough. Need, yeah, you don't need to see them stoned because then it calls into question all of the other people so angry at Burns that when somebody else turns up in the vague direction that he left from, they're like, yeah. well, we're still throwing stones. Were they just there throwing stones at the empty space and Otto just happened to fill it? Yeah. It's <laughs> like a, the funeral bukkake. Mm. <laughs> I think you just found the name of like your uh, grindcore metal band. Funeral bukkake. <laughs> <laughs> so congratulations. Thanks. <laughs> As uh, Burns and Smithers are driving away from the funeral, they uh, smash into Professor Frink, who was lost in his own uh, virtual reality world and kicking off the whole VR aspect of this episode. Yeah, which is a weird ride, the the VR thing. I think uh, all the animation, I thought, looked good. I thought uh, they really played with the perspective well. Like yeah, it was enough visual information that you knew when you were in vr i mean obviously there were you know the characters and stuff but the second you saw frank getting the uh, he's in vr well getting a, a, a nobel, nobel prize. prize i never said pulitzer i'm like there's something else when yeah. He's in, yeah when he's in vr getting the uh i never did it again <laughs> getting the nobel prize you can tell immediately okay this is not reality something is different because a we're in his perspective and b it's a little bit curvy on the edges yeah, so, yeah curvy on the edges and like the way that the backgrounds would move and the characters would sort of move at a different pace it was like mm. really interesting perspective work that they did here yeah, yeah it was different i was just confused by it because we saw the, the, the point of view of the vr before we knew that VR was going to be in this yeah. Yeah, episode. Yeah. And so for the first... And that bit went for, I'd say, longer than it needed to be. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Oh, yeah. And so he's like, he's wandering up the podium and he's like, oh, hello. He makes a joke about HBO and the large... Helen Collider? I don't know. Like something. Higgs boson something. Mm. Um, and I just spent the whole, that whole time going, what the fuck is this? Yeah. Like, like you know you're somewhere else but you don't know where yeah, or Yeah, it's why, leading to somewhere it's like, but it's not good enough to make me go, what is going on, Simpsons? It made mm. me go... <laughs> What the fuck is going on? <laughs> and it's just pointing it out, he was on stage doing his speech when he was like walking around in real life. So, like, wouldn't the virtual reality uh-huh. like, like be like him walking? Like, anyway, whatever. Touche. Touche. <laughs> yep. And yeah, so Burns and Smithers uh, clean him up in their car. And um, I like the bit with like Burns wandering onto the ambulance and then just Smithers casually bribing the paramedics. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, so Frank can explain to them VR while he's being taken to hospital. Yeah. <laughs> And as the transition goes, it also works pretty well, I think. Yeah. You get a quick joke and then you just move straight on with your uh, exposition. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, something that, that could be like a, a permanent um, gag for Burns anyhow. It could just be any time that he wanted to do something that was not yeah. normal, but he's rich. Be like, oh, I'm coming in to eat with you and your family today. What the? He just oh, okay. does it and Smithers just hands yeah, over some he's cash. cash. Yeah. Like, All right, fair enough. <laughs> and yeah, then, uh, yeah, how he just sort of tells the paramedic, can you drop me off at something or other? And the, Smithers just goes, yeah, whatever. Here's <laughs> yeah. some money. <laughs> on the way to the hospital and he goes, can you drop me off first? Yeah. Everyone <laughs> looks at Smithers and he's like, here's some cash. You're like, and then you presume yeah. Yeah. that that's what happened because you didn't see it. Yeah. So it's funny that they've done it in that gag. But the stone gag, they're like, show all of it. Yeah, yeah. And it was just really stoned. This calls for Otto, the stoner. Wow. So going into Act 2, uh, the uh, Smithers and Burns are trying to go through and find some of the new virtual reality mm-hmm. apps and uh, experiences, but it's all just porn and more porn. and <laughs> Which I did like, and he goes, oh, there's also this one, and starts off with like Dragon Adventure, but then it just goes, Dragon Porn. <laughs> <laughs> That was weird that they said the dragon said dragon porn. That was a I know, but I, weirdly I actually liked it. It was yeah, like it's fine. I was probably because like, the words dragon porn are just funny. Yeah, and now that's a thing. Yeah. Oh, that's definitely. It was probably already a thing. To be fair. Yeah. There are like 
70 novels about uh, mating with uh, dinosaurs. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> what? Because <laughs> yeah. Crack did an article on like the weirdest pornography you won't believe exists. And it's there's like novels like Taken by the Velociraptor. <laughs> it's like, oh, man. Someone's Pe- written a lot of things. People are weirder. That's... So seventy books. It's I don't know if it's seventy, but it's a lot. That's the tip of the tip, man. Like there, um, on Amazon, like there's just so many uh, young budding writers who are just churning out these really weird porn uh, fiction novels. Uh, Romance fiction, I think, is probably the best. Term, but let's, <laughs> let's, let's be real here. Yeah. Um, and they were talking about them at length on Harmontown as well. And the one that he found the most astounding was. It was like a butt that fucked another butt. <laughs> the mechanics alone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, now I've got to read that. Wow, what was that called? Just... I, I, I don't know, but yeah, it was just a story about a, a, a butt without a human attached to it. Trying to it... come up with like the best title for that. <laughs> Turn the... the other cheek. Thank you. Oh, hey. applause. Nice. Flawless victory. <laughs> um... Burns and Smithers, not being satisfied with the VR experiences out there, decide to make their own and integrate a little bit of what the therapist said was, Mr. Burns, you need a family. Yeah, and so he goes shopping for a virtual family and starts auditioning families from Springfield. Really hated the Van Houtens, everything about them in this bit. Yeah, it was just confusing. I'm going to buy a fat Barbie. Oh, it's curvy and you have to buy it clothes now. Shut up. Yeah, yeah, they were like... Tumblr, the Tumblr of the episode. It's just like these. <laughs> That's weird, a very accurate way to put it. Very uber progressive but pointless uh, lines to say on stage. And then mm. for no reason apart, apart from going, well, that wasn't funny. So it must be there to piss me off. Yeah. But yeah. It, it felt like it was pointing out the fact that curvy Barbie's a thing just because it's a thing now. Yeah, that's like what is happening in the writer's room at that point. It's like, curvy Barbies? I mean, he's going to have to buy more Barbie doll clothes. That's hilarious. That's going in the episode. <laughs> yeah. I don't care where we have to put it. It's going in. Like, Who is doing that? Was that you, Tim Long? Uh, it it might have been. Who was it? Oh, Jay Stewart Burns. I know. I just like accusing Tim Long of everything. <laughs> Sometimes oh. when I drop my sandwich and it lands butter side down, I curse Tim Long. <laughs> Uh, there were two jokes here that, again, were uh, a, joke, a meta joke on the Simpsons continuity, which was, yeah, the Simpsons are auditioning, and but Mr. Burns likes them, but says, oh, Homer, no, not you. And then he go, and then Homer goes, oh, I've always wanted to work for Mr. Burns. Yeah, 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 that was okay. That was an okay Homer joke from season eight. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's like, it's almost an exact callback to um, when Bart's auditioning to be his heir, mm. he, calls, he calls Mr. Burns, he goes, it's Kern, stupid! Mm. It's like he doesn't know his own boss that he's worked for for years, but it's just a lesser version of that. Yeah, and for no, and for no reason. And then another, and then another instance of this was when Mr. Burns was uh, watching the Simpsons, less Homer, what uh, working at the acting and VR and whatever, and he goes, "Oh, I don't use this word lightly, but they are excellent." Yeah, also kind of dumb. I feel like the premise of it is funny, but I don't know, it just didn't come off funny. Yeah, I got a breathing out my nose laugh from that one. Yeah. yeah. But- it's funny, not ha-ha funny. <laughs> this is also part of my... Okay, so now they've, they've got the Simpsons in mocap recording things for the VR. This is what kind of confused me about the whole VR aspect, because I feel like... Like, at first I'm like, okay, we're going from VR, but now he's going to audition a real-life family. Mm. Oh, wait, they're still doing it in VR. And there was a bit where Maggie goes to hug Mr. Burns and he backs away. and like, that could have been a better joke. It's like... That's why they're doing it in VR instead of live action. But just he mm. just says, "No, I don't actually want to interact with you people. I want to view it later after we're all done." I could have just used it. Could have been a little bit of exposition, and you could have got a joke out of it as well. Yeah, I think they didn't know 
how to make VR. Yeah. And so they went, oh, we'll do like you're recording a piece to camera and then also we'll do it in capture suits with ping pong balls stapled yeah. to them because that's how this also works. Yeah, so I, but it's like sometimes they're, they're doing it in real time and then sometimes they're doing it as a recording. And yeah, it's it's very inconsistent like that. Like, it's sort of, yeah, you didn't know whether he, yeah, he was directing a play or something. Like, yeah, mm. it felt weird. Yeah, it's almost like every kind of trope you could throw in to be a director. There's what, yeah. they, what they threw at it and that was it. Yeah. Totally. It was pretty much there so Burns could yell at them for acting, which was kind of funny at points, but again, it feels like it could have been better. Could have used another. Also, I kind of feel like if you're directing a VR so that you can escape reality, doesn't it kind of fuck it up that you're there directing yeah, the thing? Surely... Yeah, and you're aware of the whole script and all the scenarios. and hmm. You may as well just watch a movie. Yeah. yeah I, don't, I don't get it. And yell at those actors. <laughs> <laughs> Same result. Well, yeah, because uh, we did see later he was just using it to watch old-timey movies as <laughs> he was walking along in the background as a very... Uh, 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 he was goose stepping in the background like that's oh, what it's called what are you doing now <laughs> home movies I was like, yeah that was a cute little quick gag that you know what he's doing but yeah they don't overdo it yeah, yeah. um what else uh, i liked the gag about uh so he's undressing marge which was a little unsettling that at was first. weird like at first it was goes, very weird. kids toddle off your mother has to give me her present and you're like oh, okay it's gonna be a misdirect but then he is undressing marge and she's into it and it's yeah lot, one of those times where the sexuality of Marge comes up and Marge as a character that we know disappears. Mm. Yeah. And she, she goes, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm getting paid to do this and take my clothes off in virtual reality. Whether that was in the green skin suit with ping pong balls. You or... assume she's, yeah, still in the green leotard. Yes. Yeah, uh, I, I, I presume they said, oh, and in this scene, Mr. Burns is going to take all your clothes off and stare at you naked. So just play to that, even if you're still clothed. <laughs> I feel like normal Marge would be... Yeah. Well, you're not. Whatever you're paying me, because it was never spoken yeah. about, yeah. isn't enough. Uh, we quit. I didn't yeah. think about that. I just, I guess, I assumed that this was like uh, him using footage that they'd already done. But no, because Burns is in the studio during this scene, so Ugh, that makes it worse in my head yeah. now. So again, Marge might still be in the you know mocap suit. It makes sense that she would be, but it's just yeah, the fact that she's got no objection to it, and that's actually like it felt like it was going yeah. for a misdirect, but then it. Went straight to there. Especially, how, especially given the bloody tit shit that she has at Homer later on in the episode. Yeah, yeah also, was, tr- also true. It um, took me a second to figure out what tit shit was. Yeah, but it was not, <laughs> not where I thought you were going with that, but I also I agree. forgot the word for having a go at someone. <laughs> and now it's tit shit. <laughs> but, I mean, but I did like um, how, yeah, she's undressed and it's got the sensor bars over her boobs and um, vagina. And <laughs> then... <laughs> It's pronounced the booper. <laughs> over a hoo 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 Yeah. Um, <laughs> it's hoo ha or nothing. Yeah, over a hoo ha. Um, and then, yeah, it pans down to her ankles, which are also censored. Yeah, and that he's, bit I go. And he's asking to remove the censor, which is cute because you can remove that and you can put that on TV. And it's funny. You know what would have been funnier, though, is if he was the whole, you know, oh, your mother needs to be her present and then just goes upstairs and it's just her ankles. Yeah. Like the rest uh, of her is totally yeah. clothed. Because even speaking to Marge Carroll would have been kind of so confused she wouldn't have objected because be like, you want, uh, okay, why? <laughs> and it also works with like callbacks from many, many years ago where they, uh, Smithers and Burns are in the park and he's got his <laughs> knockers out going, yep. oh, look at those sweet babies. And he's just looking at women's ankles as they go back and forth. Like, yep. yeah, it, it fits with him, but the whole... Oh, my the boopers and hoo-ha are covered. <laughs> and now also my ankles. 
It's like you could have just gone, yeah, you could have walked upstairs and it would have been, all right, are you ready for your present? And she just steps up on a stepladder and you can see her ankle. <laughs> yeah, or yeah, yeah, yeah. At eye level, yeah. Um, but yeah, and instead they undid the joke as well by going a step too far by going, oh, remove more, remove more. It goes through, she has socks, then she has nothing, and then she's, it's just her skeleton legs. And yeah, the like, thing he likes is far. the skeleton. It's, it's, weird. It's, it's a weird gag. I think it's just, it's lazy one-up-and-ship writing. Yeah. yeah. It would have been better going, more, more, too far, back one. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Exactly. Um, so missing his family, Homer decides to go to Moe's, and this kicks off the sort of B story of this episode. Which I kind of liked. Because there's a moment where he, he's on the phone to Marge and he says, oh, what am I supposed to do without you? He's like, well, you usually just go to Moe's. It's not the same unless I'm ignoring some kind of chore. And he's like, yeah. she's like, well, you could, oh, thanks, bye. Yep, yep. <laughs> yeah, that was good. That was a good moment. Yeah, it was a good lead into it. And then he's at Moe's and he's just talking about how he's got no one at home. And he's like, but that means I can just go home and eat dinner in any room in the house. Yeah. And just walk naked and things like that. It's like, then he hurries back home again. So, so what was with the shotgun gag though? I forgot how they oh, brought it in. Yeah, that was dumb. Because he says to Mo, oh. oh, yeah, and you are kind of mean. He's like, oh, mean, am I? And he pulls out a shotgun. He's like, well, now you're Homer, just proving my yeah. point. Yeah, it was all a bit strange. And then, yeah. don't worry, there's no bullets. Boom! And no head. Haha, <laughs> good gag, wasn't it? And, it? and it felt very, like, staring down the camera moment then. Yeah, it yeah. was very kind of like, oh, Mo shot himself in the head. That's the story. Oh, no, Mo's <laughs> just ducked his own head into his collar. And, yeah. And now he's telling you it's a gag that he's prepared earlier. And you're like... What am I watching? <laughs> what? Yeah, it was. I found actually all of Homer's B story could have been like if you shrunk down the whole VR Mr. Burns uh, virtual family story into half of the first act, mm-hmm. it would be a great trigger to get Homer living by himself, enjoying the bachelor life, and doing a bunch of crazy shit that he normally do. But it took. One and one and a half segments together. Yeah, to yeah we're about there. halfway through Act Two at this point. And then it's like, and then you watch Homer live his life by himself, which he loves because he can put his bowling ball and underpants in the dishwasher. And <laughs> look, I loved this whole Homer alone montage. Yeah, yeah. there's a lot. There's a lot of good side gags in there, and I think like that could have been something great that he gets into big trouble for because you know Homer yeah. always manages up to do something yeah, too much. There's to no be. one there, you know, holding his leash essentially. Yeah, so, I, and I do like he puts like seven different ingredients for ice cream in the microwave, <laughs> turns it on, it explodes up, and then the moment later he's just sitting with the microwave on his lap with the door open, eating out of it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that was really good. But then I didn't get the one where he's eating popcorn next to a running lawnmower. I think he's eating peanuts and he's throwing the empty shells into the spinning lawnmower. Oh, okay. oh to dispose. But yeah, I think that um, makes sense if it was peanuts, right? You yeah. can see from the start the the joke they're going for is that. Yeah, this is a petrol-operated thing that he's got on in the yeah. house, and the fumes make him dizzy. And bzz, he buzzes his head a little, and then whoop, whoop, back to deshelling the peanuts. Yeah. Um. What else happened in this bit? Yeah, the microwave, the lawnmower. I oh, had a hammock in the kitchen. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, watched all seven police academies at one time. <laughs> that's yeah. That's living the bachelor dream. Mm-hmm. Oh, actually, I just missed my one note when he was in Moe's talking to Mo. In the background, on the shelf, there is oh, a. Uh, a crusty a, vodka, yeah, crusty vodka, and I'm like, it's yeah, a weird call out. Absolute crusties, because they're now in the HD. Uh, when Marge is in the supermarket, they're now there's the crusty vodka in the background. Oh, really? Well, yeah, uh, the absolute crusty was an episode from season 23. I want to say. All oh, right, oh, it's and, been a joke for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah um, a, a really terrible episode though. <laughs> As I recall, yeah, Krusty's got this new vodka, so he enlists the Simpsons to hold a a party at, at their house to promote it. Even though, like, Krusty's a millionaire, he has a mansion, yeah, like, yeah. whatever. 
And then uh, Mr. Burns crashes the party and puts like the oldest song on the karaoke machine. <laughs> <laughs> And then? <laughs> I don't know. These these HD episodes, like, you don't actually... You can't synopsize them, like, in, in a concise manner. Yeah, it's not like Homer plays softball. Yeah. <laughs> That's okay. All right. At the end of Act 2, uh, Homer's uh, lying naked on his roof, and mm-hmm. I like that joke. Ah, oh, Snoopy knew what he was doing. Yeah. yeah, that was pretty good. I like that callback as well. And then, yeah, meets his new neighbour, Julia, played by the amazing Alison Janney, which... Uh, Google her, kids. She's in stuff. She's you, in- you'll be like, oh, her. I yeah. know her from... Nothing. From yeah. <laughs> all the shows she's been in. Just stuff. But yeah, like you remember her because she's got a really distinct face. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, she she's never been like the main in anything. But promise you, check her out. She's super funny. She's a really funny comedian. And I thought she did well in this episode. Yeah, I had nothing, no problems with her voice. Nope. Yeah, I, I guess she wasn't like a really out there character. She was just sort of like female Homer. Yeah, she's one of the more human miss kind of characters. Yeah, but isn't a character too. Is just a person. Yeah, and but, so she's drinking beer on the roof. And yeah, um, I like she's like a. Homer goes to hide his nudity and she's like, I've seen you naked plenty of times. I'm the I'm your, you know, backdoor neighbor. <laughs> I like and see that would have been a great bit for Homer to go, backdoor neighbor? Yeah. yeah. I've, I've been here for 30 years. I've never looked over the back fence. Because I've I've got a note going, backdoor? I've never heard of that. Yeah. I don't even know who's on the other side from Flanders, apart from uh that I think girl it's still with the, Ruth Powell. The single mom. Yeah, technically, yeah. Yeah. It's Just, technically still her. Yeah, right. I don't know, she moves out at some point because uh, Marge bumps into mm. her again. Um, so I think it's vacant. Just for decades worth of vacant. <laughs> it's like Bob's Burgers, you know, the, the shop on the right is always vacant. Um, mm. except when it isn't. isn't. <laughs> oh. Um, wait. So, so yeah, they strike up a friendship. Julie is basically a female Homer and, um, they strike up a friendship quickly over beer and pretzels and the roof and annoying Flanders. And <laughs> I do like she also loved annoying Flanders. Yeah, good. and it was good because like he did the whole I'm counting pennies, which was weird. But then they brought it back again later on, and well, just, it was done really funny. I actually kind of liked it at the beginning because it's like just something boring and lame that Flanders would be doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah <laughs> that you kind of need some concentration and can be distracted from. Yeah, yeah, it, it was enough. Like, and it wasn't. I'm underlying Bible passages that talk about why shooting abortion doctors is all right. Because they've gone really weird, hardcore with Flanders' Christianity in re- later episodes. Yeah, in some right. episodes, really? like, he's part of the Westboro Baptist well, Church. essentially, <laughs> yeah. Wow, okay. There's, yeah. there's one where he says to Rod and Todd, they're like, Daddy, if you get taken away, will we live with Uncle Gerald? And he's like, huh, I put rocks in your pockets and put you in the river before then. It's like, yeah, I've, I've seen wow. that one. That was, that was yeah, surprisingly deep. Yeah, so dark. it's got stuff like that. So I'm glad they... Went kind of back to traditional boring Flanders. Yeah, just yeah, cute little um, boring whimsy. <laughs> I yeah. like to say. Yeah, kind of. He's probably enjoying boring counting whimsy. his pennies. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, start of Act Three as well. Uh, uh, Homer's put on clothes and invited Julia over, and I liked the fence gag. How she crawled underneath the fence, tilted it, and he goes, "I'll fix it." Just and he <laughs> flicks the two outside panels, not the broken one, and then the whole fence is on a slant. It was just a really good visual. Very Warner Brothers. Yeah, very dumb slapstick gag, but yeah, I got a chuckle. Yeah, that was decent. Yeah. Um, fucking, what do my notes mean sometimes? I've honestly, this is the point where I stopped taking notes. What the <laughs> fuck is spousal sense? <laughs> oh, they, uh, spousal sense. Because Marge is working and Homer's hanging out with Julia and she's like, oh, they're having a good time laughing. Ah, uh, yeah. And then Marge gets her spidey sense tingled. She goes, ah, oh, something's up with Homer. My spousal sense is tingling. 
and they go, Marge, you, you ruined the take. And then that leads to a scene. That yeah, we- with Lisa and Mr. Burns and she's doing the line, I oh, love you over and over again. Yeah. It was so drawn out. Mm-hmm. Like, I guess it was funny when they brought it back at the end and had Lisa's like delivery of nope, that. But still not funny. No, yeah, yeah. yeah but it was yeah. just a thing I knew of now. Because at this point we'd had, again, we've not talked about what they're getting paid. They've not been a thing about, honey, we really need this money. We just need you to act in this. Yeah. I'm sorry. I know you hate Mr. Burns. Also, so, they're living in his house. Yeah. Like, like, you can work for a guy full time and not live in his yeah. de- guest house slash dog house. Yeah. It was Especially called. when you don't live terribly far to begin with. Yeah. There's not a lot of traffic in Springfield unless you need to be part of the Stonecutters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, it does feel like there's a lot of these moments in this episode. It's just like, uh, just cause. Like, yeah, I mean, yeah, they're living there. Yeah, I don't know why, just because. Yeah, but it's like, well, Lisa hates this, so it's like, well, we've been given no reason why she can't just leave. Yeah, exactly. Mm. And um, and I guess the, the whole spousal sense is tingling thing was trying to give uh, weight to, you know, Marge getting angry at Homer about Julia later on in the episode, but it really wasn't earned. Yeah, I think, no. it, I think it was trying to make put a, like a placeholder in there for the audience to go, yeah. oh, from somebody else's point of view, Homer having a friend who's a woman might be a point for jealousy yeah but she was so ridiculous about it in the three yeah. seconds that it came up in yeah that you didn't have a chance to even try and be on her side exactly yeah she just went to full fury straight away and it was just yeah and whereas i thought they should have been like doing more about you know how homer's relationship with julia is affecting marge but they more just made a point of oh a male and a female are just friends isn't that weird like shouldn't they be wanting to fuck especially in this scene at luigi's where uh, Lenny and Carl come along and start going oh ooh. I actually kind of did like the Lenny Carl bit mostly because it just ends with Julia going well do you want to join us and like <laughs> yeah <laughs> that was a good exit but Homer's whole um, oh we're catatonic we're plutonic oh, she's yeah. into me but I'm the, the yeah it's like how many times are you going to drive this nail home we get it yeah <laughs> and uh, then there was the weird bit where for, so after Lenny and Carl leave you kind of he goes oh you're my best friend and then he looks and you can see Barney for some reason <laughs> hiding behind a potted plant. And he stands up and he goes, that's right, my new best friend. And then, no, but he's, you know, he says just best friend. Just best friend. That's right. Yeah. And yeah. then Barney, for a second I thought it was going to be Barney's going to be jealous that Homer's friends with someone that's else. That's where I thought that was mm-hmm. going well. It's not. It's like everyone's suspecting that, no, you're actually into this woman. It's like, mm. yeah. And then Barney didn't move or say anything. Mm-hmm. And Luigi comes over <laughs> yeah. to Barney behind the bush and he goes, don't worry, I've got a special trick that will always make people go in love. Yeah. And he gives them a plate of spaghetti and they do the Lady and the Tramp thing. Except yeah. New twist, Homer, yeah, they get to the same spaghetti strand, they're sucking it, they're close to kissing, but no, Homer just gets like angry and like sucks all the spaghetti, even the stuff that was already starting to be digested by Julia. Yeah. I actually thought that was kind of funny. Which, which is fine, I didn't mind that as, well, as like a nice gag off the Lady and the Tramp bit. But then it goes back to Barney yeah. and Luigi and he's like, what? This never happens. Yeah. And that's it. I'm, I'm like, like what the was fuck your... was Barney there for at all? Like, yeah. what was any of that? Like, what is... That could have just been out like Luigi when he's like, but Homer's like, she's my best friend. He goes, yeah, sure. Gives like eyebrows. And like, you could have done the same bit. Why Barney why was, yeah. was And why didn't he move or speak? <laughs> it was fucking weird. Yeah. It really was. Why was Luigi okay with a random drunk guy hiding behind a bush in his restaurant, <laughs> staring was... at his customers? Made me think I was in VR for a second. <laughs> yeah. Um, and I like how then you hear a voiceover Smithers saying smash cut to Marge 
I thought that was actually really funny. Like, yeah, because then we cut back to, you know, him directing The Simpsons. Yeah, yeah, I don't know that I've ever seen that before. It feels like low-hanging fruit, though, and uh, I'm actually kind of amazed it at it. It feels a bit Austin Powers. They, yeah. they do it in Archer all the time. Where there's a voiceover saying smash cut. Not smash cut, but there's a voiceover leading from one transition to the other. Oh, yeah. Also, when they do smash cut to Marge... They're recording audio in a in an audio booth. They're not smash cutting yeah, to no anyone. Cut. Oh, that's a good point. <laughs> wow. Like, you've already put them in like being recorded by a camera in a studio. Yeah. Why aren't they just in there? There was no reason that they couldn't have been. Interesting. And that would have made the joke work. Unless the joke was, it wasn't a joke because it wasn't funny. Yeah. This is where the VR thing all comes to a head and Mr. Burns is being demanding and the Simpsons are, um, oh, uh, this is stupid. And Mr. Burns quits VR and... Um, they do an um, an Archer style, like everyone saying the same thing, scene transition. Burns is going, my life is perfect without VR. And then Homer's enjoying time with Julia goes, my life is perfect. And then uh, Flanders finishes counting the pennies. My life is perfect. Dad, have you seen my Canadian penny? Oh, son of a deadly smash. <laughs> yeah, but I thought that was going to end with like a, you shot a shot on Marge. Mm. But even then, that doesn't entirely make sense because she's been working for Mr. Burns. But again, that was her choice. Yeah. And we were never given an idea of why she was obligated to do it, or if she yeah. didn't like it, why she would continue. Also, they signed ten-year contracts. Yeah, well, they complained yeah. about them. They or ten-year options at yeah. least. It's like a lot of money for something that they did not want to do, but weren't unforced to. Yeah, mm. and it's like yeah, we can assume they're a little strapped for cash, and that's why they're doing this. But yeah. There, there wasn't, yeah, a scene at the start of the episode with, like, the house being on a tilt or... Yeah, um, or the, the one where they drop all those pennies and it goes through the ground. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, there, was, there wasn't there was a, a motivation for them to do yeah. this, no. so it really made everything, you know, if they're trying to play up, everyone's having a great time, but now Marge and the family are miserable. Give mm. me a reason why they're miserable and didn't just go, working for you sucks, Mr. Burns, bye. Yeah, that's pretty much how they did well, it. Well, he fired them. No, 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 he fired them. That's what I'm saying yeah. is... If they're going to be yeah, miserable, sorry, yeah, give me a reason for them to be miserable other than, you know, that they can't just walk away from. Yeah, I agree. So they come home and then um, Homer lets out that he's been hanging out with this uh, friend who's a girl and then Marge just fucking loses her shit on Oh, yeah. She drops. flips furniture. She's like... She, I like how she sm- uh, smacks the plate and Homer's like, why would you be mad at those eggs? <laughs> what did they do to you? <laughs> <laughs> that was great. But yeah, her whole rant of just like... Homer, you fucking piece of shit. You yeah, don't appreciate yeah. everything I do. And like it was just too over the top given yeah. that all that happened was he admitted that he had a friend. <laughs> Especially well, that she'd been away from not living at home with the family for weeks at a time, mm. walks back in and she doesn't even go, Oh, I'm sorry that we've not spent time with you or been at home because we've been working for Mr. Burns. Yeah. But we really need that money for Lisa's kidney dialysis. <laughs> yeah. yeah. But it was just, yeah, she came in, went, hi, homie. And she's and I was like, oh, haven't seen you guys for a while. How are you? And then she just instantly got mad. Yeah. yeah. I was like, I, was thinking, I could have supported the, the whole plot point if they just earned it. But because at this point, okay, that, Marge's whole thing is... Homer's saying this woman's his best friend. She's all like, you're supposed to be my best friend. That's why we're married, yada, yada. Which I could get if they'd, yeah, if they'd earned it. If she'd been like, 
we've been re- working really hard for Mr. Burns because we need this money for some reason. We've yeah. been really miserable. Whereas you've loved the fact that we haven't been home and you've even gone out and made a new best friend and essentially emotionally replaced me. Yeah. yeah. That would have been something. Then you could have earned it, but then you Because, yeah, that's what it. it is. It feels like Marge is making a big deal out of the friend that's a girl, whereas she should be making a big deal out of the fact that Homer's been living large while they've been suffering. But not, even, again, not even living large, just really enjoying his life. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and But again, I bring back to the fact that there's no reason for them to stay at Mr. Burns if they don't want to. So no. you, if they're going to play the whole we've been miserable, you've been having a great time bit, earn it. Don't totally. just yeah. say it. Well, and there could have also been like a thing while, while Marge was playing Mr. Burns' wife in virtual reality. Um, mm. She could have learned that husbands and wives are supposed to be best friends and she pines and misses her best yeah. friend Homer. Yeah. Then comes back to find out that she's been replaced by... And then that would be... That would be so much you, you wouldn't be instantly angry, but you could then have an emotion to get disappointed or jealous or... You'd have, definitely be hurt, yeah. Yeah, yeah have something. Like, Rather you just turn up, go, hi, I've been working for eight months as a virtual reality star in a millionaire's mansion and we're back. What? You have a new friend? Fuck yeah. you. He saw me digitally <laughs> naked. I was cool with it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'll, Very I'll, cool. I much more prefer that, you know, maybe Mr. Burns has a thing like, oh, this family thing isn't working out for me. And she's like, look, it's you can't just force yourself to have a family. You've got to build it. This is why my husband is my best friend, because we've built a relationship. Yeah. And then to have that revelation, then go home, have home a thing that would have made so much more sense and been much more satisfying. It just made any totally. sense. She's got no motivation for her anger out of it. And so you just think, oh, well, Marge is out over the top, especially when... The way she finds out about her husband's new best friend is he tells her, yeah, first I made thing. a new best friend. Yeah. He doesn't take any attempt to hide it at all. He immediately, she goes, who's on the phone? He goes, oh, my my friend Julia. Immediately. Yeah. No yeah. problems whatsoever. And of all the lies that Homer's ever told, mm. that's pretty straight shooting for Homer. Yeah. Yeah. And then Julia yeah. comes over and goes, hi, I'm Julia. You have a fantastic Oh, husband. that was ridiculous. That was uh, the whole as... bike metaphor thing. That, like... made me, that made me laugh though. I love you as much as that bike. Yeah. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Julia comes over, immediately diffuses the entire situation, and Homer and Marge are in love again. This is such plot announcing stuff here. Because well, they're out of time. They spent so long making sure we knew yeah. that Otto liked getting stoned yeah. um, <laughs> that uh, we had no time for resolution. They really spent heavy at the front end. Yeah. So in the two last bits of this episode, there's um, B- Burns is using the VR set one last time to watch his own death and then going down yeah. to hell. I didn't like any of this. Nah. There was a little Wilhelm scream. I noticed that when <laughs> oh, they were down in Wilhelm's. hell. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. And then they do a uh, 10 years later and everyone's wearing a VR headset and walking into shit and having their own little VR gags. I, there wasn't anything strong in here that I feel like deserves mentioning. No, no. actually, I, I disagree yeah? with that. I'm going to mention the shit out of it because it was yeah. so fucking terrible. So, yeah, the Monty Burns goes to hell bit is just a bit. It's like... Someone's gone, oh, what if he imagines going to hell? And the joke is, oh, the VR's not even plugged in. It was terrible. Oh, that's right. But the VR of the future, where everyone's walking around virtual re- with virtual reality goggles on in the street, Mo walks into a light post, and I like my first thought was, oh, for fuck's sake, it's always Mo that does something like that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Then Skinner's mum. Magnus Skinner, yeah. Yeah, falls down the open manhole, and you're like, oh, they're going to show the dangers of VR. Yeah. And then it's... They just show people like Skinner's having a picnic and he's imagining Chalmers Super, and- Super Nintendo Chalmers <laughs> and Super Nintendo's having a, a picnic and he's imagining uh, Skinner's dead and then it shows Marge and Homer making out in bed but they're just lying next to each other with goggles on. Yep, I'm like, fuck you Simpsons. Like this is really, and I, I just struck upon this idea halfway through this rant. Nice. I think this is a really shitty version of that Black Mirror episode. Where, oh, they ha- yeah. where they have self-recording things in their eyes and they can play back stuff on TV. Mm. There's so many parallels there, but none of them are done well. And then to have a bit at the end that goes, 
in the future, VR will be more important than life and everyone will lead a stupid existence. It's like, fuck you. What did, you've never done this before. You don't go, hey guys, we've had to think about how technology might affect our lives in the future and we think it's bad. All right, good night. Enjoy the clown show. It was yeah, just it was very overt weird. social commentary as well. And like it felt, again, like the, like the whole curvy Barbie bit and when they mentioned uh, Kale later in the episode, it just feels like mentioning it because it's a thing. And Fuck, I think they're writing for Tumblr at the same time. <laughs> all I can <laughs> tell <laughs> All right. Um, it is time for the questionnaire. Fireworks. <laughs> Puppies. Play count. How many times do you think you've seen this one? Once. Once or so. Yes, I have seen it twice because I saw it when it came out last year and I watched it now and I don't know if it'll happen again. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Hmm. It felt like an episode of The Simpsons that you used to get on the back of the cereal boxes. <laughs> that was obviously yeah, like a, Simpsons a, maybe like a like, Bongo yeah. comics. Or... Yeah, like a like a like a buy-in thing where someone had paid to license The Simpsons and put them on the comic. And they went, "We need one comic," and they're like, "Here's the shittiest idea we could come up with really quickly. Mm. Put it on the back of your cereal box." Right. Mm. And thus, it became a TV show. Um, I mean, Homer's on point. Uh. Marge isn't. She, like you said, we completely abandon her character a couple of times and give her no yeah. motivation a couple of times. Yeah, she's poorly motivated in this episode. I wouldn't yeah. say she's completely yeah, off, yeah, but yeah, definitely exactly. poorly Same with motivated. Lisa. She's like she's being Lisa, but not motivated by anything. Bart's yeah. barely in it. Yeah. Um, and Bart loves Burns throughout. Like every time he talks to him, he's always like, s- yeah. he's the most invested in the acting. He yeah. gave such an emotional performance for his death scene. Yeah, yeah it was beautiful. Um, Mr. Burns was pretty Burnsian, so I'm gonna say just feels like The Simpsons, I guess. Barely, yeah, but the, but the show, but the show itself as an entity, did it felt off. Yeah, yeah the yeah. the story felt un Simpsons, but the characters were pretty much on point. So. Yeah, it's like the the room in 2001 that the aliens make, where it looks like an Edwardian bedroom, <laughs> but none of the drawers or doors work because I've only seen photos of it. Yeah, sure. How is the wackiness? Very wacky. VR, everyone walking around and yeah. bumping into shit. Wacky. That's not walk, how VR works. People walk into shit. You've seen those vi- yeah. uh, videos of VR fails of people falling down and stuff. Yeah. Fuck, I love the VR fails where, yeah, people just spontaneously uh, fall over like those goats that you spook and their back legs go <laughs> stiff. I love those goats. <laughs> Evolution, what the hell? <laughs> yeah. Evolution wants you to have a pet and wants it to be easy to catch and laugh. I figure it just it doesn't get eaten because predators just laugh too much. <laughs> it, just, it just fell down. Oh, my God, that's so cute. How can I possibly eat that? That. Predators you, end up keeping it as a pet. And you <laughs> run along, little wooden leather goat. You're so cute. How was the heart, though? It was no, nah, no, it, no. Again, we wrote a better episode with more heart right, right in this room in the last half hour. Yes so. or no? Would you watch it again? Nope. Mm, I'm gonna go with no. So let's rank this thing. Okay. Yeah. So on the Simpsons Index, we use our patented six-point scale, which starts down at the bottom at failure. Or maybe if the episode was just meh, we give it our participant. And the good rankings are bronze, silver, gold, and for the best of the very best, the essential episodes. You know, the Simpsons couldn't exist without these episodes. We give them a big shiny cubic zirconia. What an eyesore. <laughs> but I'm going to start first. I'm going to show you how it's done. Mm. I definitely talked myself down in this chat. Uh, yeah. I probably, like, at best was going to give it a bronze. But in this chat, I can't, man. It's a participant. I'm not watching it again. Yeah. Um, the few good bits, uh, maybe they'll stick in my memory, but they're not justified by the overwhelming shit in this episode. Mm-hmm. That's me. How about you, BT? I started on a participant, and it's gotten lower, but I don't think it's dropped to a failure. So I'm just going to stick to participant. It's ignorable. The bad stuff is... 
only bad within context. It's not going to make me angry tomorrow. Sure. So, um, yeah, just participant. It's blah and dumb. But a few good moments, but mostly just dumb. All right. And Phil? Uh, I started at a bronze, but then through my rage, it's definitely dropped to participant. <laughs> yeah. I think my, my, fact, my main factor for that is, I just had a note here that just said, I can't tell which is the A and which is the B story. Yeah. Despite the fact that one came before the other, mm-hmm. I don't know. It could go either way. And also, it was just off. It was just a light, not well thought out version. Yeah. So that does it for our HD era episode. Now, we're going to jump back to the teens. And at the start of the teens, in fact, uh, in season 10. Now, Phil, because you're on the show and our our Simpsons Index resident American football uh, knowledge guy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, good. I'm glad I have such an important and succinct title. We're getting you a badge. Can I get a leather jacket instead? So yeah, we're going back to season 10 and we're going to watch Sunday Cruddy Sunday. We are back, and we just watched Season 10, Episode 12, Sunday Cruddy Sunday. Originally aired in January in 1999, uh, after the Super Bowl, I believe. So yeah, guys, what did you think? Great. I had a lot of, t- lot of fun. Oh, I'm yeah. still having fun now. The Afterglow is amazing. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's one of those ones where I stop and think about some of the parts. I'm like, why do I like this? This is dumb, but I love this. Yeah. <laughs> Um, I was actually surprised how many uh, quotable moments there were peppered throughout this episode. Oh, ah, yeah, it's great. Especially in the beginning. Uh, I think the most of it comes out of there. Yeah. But, uh, yeah. We'll get into that. Yeah, so getting into the, the plot recap, uh, it starts out at the post office field trip. Mm-hmm. Um, there was a lot of good material um, in here. Um, there was the weird bit with Lisa asking about the extra digits on the zip code and the people watching in the camera going, do you want to fly the chamber? Mm, let's get lunch. <laughs> yeah, it was a little non sequitur to anything, but just a funny little gag, I guess. Yeah, I, I guess that, yeah, the post office bit was just sort of filling in the time a bit, yeah. but... Um, yeah, and I, and I love Nelson asking about if, you, if you've ever been on a shooting spree. He's like, no, <laughs> no, the time of the gun-toting postman and then out with the Macarena. And then Skin is just like, I'm just glad I work in an elementary school. It's like, oh, uh, but also, ha! I know, fucking 18 years later and it's horribly, horribly relevant. Yeah, it's almost too soon before it was too late. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I love how they uh, showed the break room and yeah, it's all the postman just opening letters. Yeah. <laughs> all the letters with money in it. <laughs> just throwing, throwing the, the money, money happily in the air. Yeah. <laughs> and also, uh, Postmaster Bill says you can take any bit of undeliverable mail and there was a package for Otto and Ralph picks <laughs> yeah. it up. I didn't even know it was for Otto. Yeah. yeah. No, the sniffer dogs immediately go and he's like, I got dog food. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe this will be the unintentional uh, theme of this yeah, podcast. Yeah. Uh, Otto smokes pot jokes. Um, but yeah, that was yeah really mm-hmm. subtle. You missed it. I was... didn't even know it was Otto. I got the joke of it, you know, being something other than dog food, maybe jerky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I didn't know it was for Otto. I also think that's probably one of the smartest things Ralph's ever said. Yeah. Because <laughs> your first assumption would be, oh, it's probably dog food. <laughs> Ralph wasn't it was early, early Ralph was not so stupid. Yeah. yeah. He gets but what man could tame her. <laughs> yeah. That chewing gum walk. Very wriggly. <laughs> <laughs> and so Bart gets a, a coupon book out of this, which just launches us uh, into the A story proper, where uh, he gives it to Homer for his birthday. <laughs> yeah. And I had a quiet chuckle because I went, 
Maybe I'll get Dad a coupon book. <laughs> he really likes coupons. He loves coupons. <laughs> he loves yeah. them. And you can get them at um, any post office, actually. They sell, like, cu- coupon books for your area. Post office, eh? Do they? Yeah. Will they also let me take a letter from the dead letter office? That would also <laughs> be fun. Uh, only for school kids on field trips. We could pass as that. <laughs> I could start a school and then be my own student. Just say you've been mm-hmm. held back for, you know, 30 years. <laughs> That checks out. I forgot how old I was for a second. I remember. Or I just arbitrarily said 30. So yeah, and Homer's ecstatic about this. Like, I know, and there were so many quick fire jokes after it. Yeah. Uh, like, two for one pizza at Dewey's, but Dewey's has terrible pizza. Yeah, but there's two. Yeah, and Marge like, oh, there's one for uh, a foot pain uh, check-in. Oh, that Marge, that's just a scam for them to cure your foot pain. <laughs> yeah. I guess and hobbles away. Oh, Marge. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, going out and getting himself a nice, delicious... Cold, refreshing colonic. colonic. <laughs> I, I love uh, he walks out Dad. the door singing, If, <laughs> if you, you like peeing colonics. <laughs> that made me and laugh. I think the last line you can hear from him is passing out in the ocean. Oh, really? <laughs> I think. It's very quick, but um, yeah. I think that's what he says. <laughs> no, that, that was excellent. Like, again, just didn't call much attention to it. Like, yeah. Lisa just goes, uh, Dad... It's one, of, it's one of those ones where... Obviously, if you're a kid, maybe you don't get that yet. But yeah. uh, it's one of those, if you get it, you, uh, you get it and you just move on. Yeah, if you're a kid, you don't get either of it because yeah. you don't know what a clonic is and you don't know the Pina Colada song. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so if you're nine, you're like, just Homer doing something He's just silly. happy. And if you're mum and dad, you're like, hee hee hee, what's, yep. what's a clonic? <laughs> and so the first place we see him go, we don't actually see him going out and using the coupon book. Just at- Yeah, I feel like there's some deleted scenes out there somewhere. But uh... um, but he goes straight to high pressure tyre sales. <laughs> And I love this whole bit because as a very not car person, yeah. they could totally do this to me. Yeah. And this is, uh, once again, Raphael's voice, I believe. Um, it didn't it? feel like that, really? no. Okay, I thought it was. Oh, yeah. hey, no, you're not going to win that. No, it didn't feel like that. Not for Raphael. <laughs> I love okay. that. That's your litmus test. <laughs> yeah, is that this guy's voice? I oh, yeah, say, let me see. That was, a pretty, no. that was a pretty good Raphael. I get even that. <laughs> He's like, oh, this, so this wheel balance is free, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, oh, no. You hear that clunk? No. Well, that tells me you need four new tires. <laughs> and yeah, I love it how he brings the boss into it, does the subtle signal to yeah. come, come here. We were about to let this man walk out on unsafe tires. <laughs> and I love how he just goes, if there's only some way if I can go back in time and buy four new tires. Yeah, collapsing just, on his knees. Yeah, yeah just folding right into their hands. It's beautiful. Yeah. And cut to a callback for The Simpsons. Uh, Homer's in the waiting room listening to Spanish Flea. <laughs> uh, I don't think oh, yeah. that's the actual title no, of the that's song. A, that's the title. It came from like the era of music when you just sing about bugs and shit. <laughs> Um, so yeah, I love this as well. Just the depressing waiting room at a at a car lot or whatever. Yeah, and it's beautiful. Yeah, the only magazine there is Trout Fever. <laughs> it looks like it was from the eighties as well. Television doesn't work. And yeah, oh, and the employee of the month, and he's just holding lots just of cash. Holding all the cash yeah. <laughs> I did love. That. I wrote that down because I don't know if I've noticed that bit before. And this is around the time that we meet uh, Wally Kogan, played by the incredible Fred Willard. Mm-hmm. Everybody's dad. He's yep. everybody's dad. <laughs> Look him up. You'll be like, oh, that looks like my dad. That's what he should do, actually. Launch his own sitcom. <laughs> I'm, I'm everybody's dad. dad. <laughs> Just goes around giving fatherly advice to everyone. Yeah. <laughs> and making dad jokes. Oh, hey, he's uh, the dad in review as well. I just remembered. He is too. <laughs> he's the dad in everything. <laughs> um, yeah, you just walk up to him and get like fatherly advice. He could have like a, like a mall Santa set up. Yeah, and you just go in and sit on his lap, oh, and you tell him like, like your problems, and he gives you fatherly advice, and ruffles your hair, and you run along, and then maybe you get a malt. I don't know. <laughs> 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 Nineteen forty-seven. <laughs> 
But yeah, so they go to Mo's because they're sick of them laughing at them. And <laughs> I don't know, the cup is just a window openly laughing at them. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Wally Kogan says, yeah, I'm a travel agent. Hey, would you like to go to the Super Bowl this year? And then, uh, yeah, the, it feels like the episode starts proper at this point. Oh, yeah. This is, what, this is when you know where we're going with this. Yeah, and so they're in Mo's as well, and they do this awesome gag where... Because obviously they had to make this episode before they knew who was going to be in the Super Bowl, yeah. so they stepped around this by having the actors, uh, the characters, cover their mouths as they were saying, you know, the Atlanta <laughs> Falcons. You can tell that they got told to make sure it was like a really different delivery as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah they played into the joke, but also like that they went and uh, I've heard that our president Bill Clinton will be there and his wife Hillary. Yeah, but it's like. He still, would have still been president anyhow. It's a four-year term. You don't know that. Yeah, but oh, this was like when all the Lewinsky shit was coming to light as well. So, was it, oh, right. Uh, I believe like around 98, 99 seems about right in my memory. And they invented the Super Bowl to distract people. Nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so Homer puts together a travel group, a big uh, group of people. And I love the bit where he's calling up Lenny. <laughs> Lenny's like, he's like, come on, Lenny, come. Like, nah. Come on, do it. Nah. Come on, you know you want to. Nah. Come on. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's fantastic. I did clearly before uh, when they're in the most tavern, they're watching uh, a Super Bowl lab, which is like, the road to the Super Bowl is long and pointless. I mean, when you think about it. Yeah. And then it goes into a thing about bye week. What's bye week? Bye week's the week where the two teams who play in the Super Bowl don't play a game. Okay. So, like, you know, because you've got a tournament and, like, uh, I can relate it to Australian rugby because I almost know something about that. Which one's rugby again? The one with the ball. Ah, okay. <laughs> it's the football, but not like the football that the uh, Yankees play. <laughs> it's Australian football, but not Australian rules football. Is this the stupid pass backwards <laughs> or the stupid pass by, like, smacking the ball one? I'm no, going to refer to the pass backwards one. It's the pass backwards one, but it's not rugby union, which is a different version. Oh, God damn it, football. Get your shit together and call it's, yourself something different. Anyway, in the rugby league competition, yeah, there's an uneven amount of teams. So every week, like, there's one team that has no one to play. So they have, oh. a, they have a bye. The joke was that they are uh, not playing a game. So that's no, I kind of got the that. Grueling, it's just, I've the grueling week. Yeah. I do like how the grueling week that no one enjoys. Bye week. Yeah. yeah. They're all just the, lounging the around generally is, is the, the bye team has an amazing defense but a terrible offense because you can't score against them, but they never score themselves. Ah. It's funny because it's math. <laughs> Football. <laughs> math. Hilarious. <laughs> Woo! Football. Um, so uh, Lisa comments on the group that Homer's put together oh this is a good group Bumblebee Man Sea Captain Squeaky Voice Teen all the no named people yeah there are so many as well and the ones that they didn't mention uh, Barfly Number 4 was also on this trip and Blue Haired Lawyer got invited (laughs) good for Blue Haired Lawyer getting out there doesn't get out much Uh, just to call back quickly it was um, before we even get to the bus it's like Homer Simpson at the Super Bowl he's like damn that was my last quarterback you were there Get your hand off my ice leg. Yeah. <laughs> Great little misdirect fantasy. <laughs> I was going to say that's the end of it. This is like, and come down here, or do something else. It's just like, whoop. He's like, wow. End of, end of dream. <laughs> what an amazing fantasy. Calls back to another weird uh, Homer misdirect football fantasy that he had where he scores a touchdown and then it goes to the scoreboard and his team is still down by like 60 <laughs> points. <right>. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and yeah, he's still into the idea like, of it as wow. well. Wow. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, and yeah, so they're all at Boston. I love the gag of them uh, holding in their guts. Yeah. Um, uh, just really good animation. Of yeah, it them goes down all. line of... Uh, 
Yeah, just releasing their stomachs out and then the female bus driver and then sucking like, it back in. And I do appreciate they don't just reverse the animation because all their expressions are different. Because <laughs> they're like, hi, how yeah. are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I also like the, the bus driver goes, all right, boys, who's going to Miami? And Bunny goes, I don't think I can hold it that long. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and then we get this weird bit but I still kind of like it where this kid Rudy starts yeah. running up beside the bus who's like, can Is I come too? Okay, so Rudy is a movie about a guy who plays high school football, maybe college, and he wants to be a linebacker, but he's too little to be a linebacker. Okay. He's always like the third string, and he never gets put on. And then one day, everyone gets injured, and Rudy gets put on to be a linebacker. And instead of scoring a touchdown, all he wants to do is make a tackle on the QB. And at the end, he does, and everyone loves him. I think the team still actually loses. But Rudy, mm. Rudy succeeds. Rudy has his day. Nice. Rudy has his day. Because I really like his one line. That says, they're like, you're too small. He's like, what I like in size, I make up for in obnoxiousness. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, there we go. Thanks, Bill. Our, our resident know. football um, this is why we brain <laughs> and our football movie brain. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. All, all brains in one. <laughs> two brains. Um, so Act 2 kicks off with um, a bunch of gags on the bus. We do quickly get um, Keep Away Lovejoy's collar and just yeah. pulls off his whole thing, falls down. <laughs> Yeah, um, but then it uh, cuts over to Marge and Lisa who are doing this little B story that is just, yeah, totally there to fill in time, but I kind of like this. Weirdly cute, yeah. It's, I should dislike this more, but it's I think it's just all in the delivery. It's just yeah. so honest. And so they're like, Marge's like, what a perfectly peaceful after Sunday afternoon. Billy's like, yeah, I'm bored too. Yeah. Like, no, <laughs> why don't we wonder the craft kits? Patty keeps giving us. Yep, and um, they eventually settle on doing Vincent Price's egg craft kit, which yeah. I don't... Egg you, magic. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you're our football uh, expert, um, I think you're the closest thing we've got to a Vincent Price expert. <laughs> Probably. But, you know, you know D- this chick. <laughs> Um, is there any reason he'd have an egg crafting kit at all, or is it just there so we can have a Vincent Price voice? Well, it was that movie about him and Attack of the Killer Eggs, but no, <laughs> not as far as I know. There's no egg link. <laughs> um, so yeah, they sort of just cut to this a, cu- a couple of times. We can just talk about it all yeah, now. Yeah, get it all done. Um, and yeah, so later on they're doing the crafting, and Marge just totally thinks she's so funny by saying, oh, that looks Excellent. And she thinks she never gets jokes, honestly. <laughs> yeah, that was some solid material there. Mm-hmm. But yeah, even Lisa's like dismissive. <laughs> <laughs> I do look quite like that. Ah, good one, Mom. <sighs> yeah. But then shock, no feet. I know, but it clearly says feet included. <laughs> and um, yeah, it leads her to call up the company. And yeah, so I think this old bit was just in there because they love Dan Castanel letters, uh, Vincent, Vincent Price. He does a good one. You had a good it was. Time. You should have known the grave couldn't keep me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it was a good throwaway couple of skits. That yeah. Were, that were kind of funny. Didn't lend anything to anything, but were, they didn't hurt. Yeah, I think that's the best way to put it. It's like a skit, so it doesn't outstay its welcome and it doesn't pretend like it's focusing on anything it's just a little bit and you get a chuckle yep and another springfield uh what state is this in where she's uh, marge is giving the address 742 evergreen terrace oh hiya maud <laughs> i do like that as a misdirect yeah Maud's just walking in with cookies <laughs> but i mean the thing that always sort of uh, maybe like when i think about it like yeah the ohio uh, uh, it didn't have to be maud it could have been anybody but for some reason because it's maud it well, just makes it funnier it's her neighbor yeah yeah, that's a good point. And it's a, it's like one of those oddly quotable bits. Like, uh, okay, you got that. You've also got, how about Clay? You got anything wrong against Clay? Yeah. Well, <laughs> actually, I think this is all uh, the B story is. And then, yeah, no, pretty much. 
and then yeah, nothing else, and then uh, yeah, later on, Vincent Price comes to pick up Pat and yeah. John Madden. And I don't know. I do love that John Madden just goes. This doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> <laughs> and then yeah, and his grandson Jody's in there. Give it some gas, Grandpa. Oh, quiet, Jody. You're not helping. <laughs> um, yeah, that was all good. Yeah, well, that does it for the B story. I didn't realize. Yeah, it's pretty much just two isolated scenes. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, back at the start of Act Two. Uh, Sorry, I did forget uh, the way we transition back to um, Marge and Lisa is there's a Super Bowl ad. So when this nerdy oh, yeah. guy pulls up in front of a gas station and these three buxom ladies come out and start cleaning his car and his little lid hood pops up and is and pumping she, gas provocatively. Yeah. Just says, the Catholic Church. We've made some changes. Like yeah, uh, Phil, are Super Bowl ads that weird? Yeah, I mean, I've watched the Super Bowl ads that, you know, pertain to all the superhero movies that I uh, eat, <laughs> eat up. But, like, yeah, I haven't seen any of those, like, Super Bowl ads at all. Like, are they that weird? <laughs> Not particularly that weird, but they're very big budget, yeah. very big, high concept stuff. So, if you were going to relaunch the Catholic Church as a sexy <laughs> church, Super Bowl is probably where you'd start. Because it's very, very expensive, but there's a shit ton of people watching at the mm-hmm. same time. Always, it's like the benchmark. If you get to make an ad that's going to be on Super Bowl, you're probably top of the game. Um, so at the start of Act 2, they're travelling to the game and uh, the boys are destroying the bus and the goat ended up on it somehow. Because <laughs> any time there's just random destruction, there's just a goat left behind. And, they almost, and they're almost at the game and um, <laughs> they're all cheering and Wiggum's firing his gun up in the air as well. <laughs> it's about the only time that I've seen someone like in celebratory firing of a gun mm-hmm. and, it's, and it being actually funny because usually it's like, oh yeah, they're shooting a gun. It's like, Meh. but that was like, I don't know, maybe it's just because it was inside a bus and they were yeah. so, so oblivious to everything else. It wasn't like he was shooting it because he was like, I'm having a good time, shoot, shoot, shoot. Yeah. It was yeah. just like, yay, and they're holding a gun at the same time without knowing. Yeah, because, I mean, usually they uh, put those gun-shooting gags to the rich Texan who comes up annoyingly often. Mm -hmm. Um, Now, one joke that I know none of us laughed at, um, which was when he goes, uh, sorry about the mess the boys made in your bathroom. She goes, what What bathroom? It felt very much like that. But I think it was probably funny the first time you heard it, but we've yeah. seen this all, I'm sure. I know I've seen it a bunch of times. I know you have. And, we're, and yeah. I'm assuming yeah. you have. Yeah, definitely. And we've seen jokes like this a lot, yeah, you know. Yeah. Uh, sorry, I just had to throw up in your puke bucket. What puke bucket? <laughs> There's only my collection of antique hats. <laughs> um, sorry about that, folks. And sorry if you did hear any buzzing underneath the track. We just uh, isolated the problem lead and we've sent it to bad lead hell. Also known as a garbage bin. Yes. So anyway, and uh, they've arrived at the Super Bowl now, and this starts off a whole, whole list of uh, lots of cameos here. Yeah. Yeah, Most of which I don't know. And shenanigans. I knew a lot of them, but they're all mid-90s top-tier NFL players. First off was uh, Rosie Greer, who had a a chapel. (laughs) Yeah, I don't don't know who Rosie Greer is. Moving on. Not a bad. But um, while they were past the chapel, he was saying, and dear Lord, we hope that the, one day our wandering Oakland Raiders will w- one day find a home, which is funny. Aren't yeah. they going to Las Vegas? I know this. Because, yeah. The, yeah. Uh, the <laughs> Even used, I get this one. The Raiders used to be in Oakland. Yeah. Then they went to LA. Yeah. And then they went back to Oakland. Oh, really? And now, 10 years after that, they're going to Vegas. That is so weird. <laughs> anyway, I laughed at that. Play like the Raiders. Yeah, because even I get that. And Troy Aikman is in here somewhere. Who's that? Dallas Cowboy QB, five-time Super Bowl winning guy from, I'd say, 90, 
94 to 98. Oh, there you go. Um, and he was doing caricatures. And this is, finally, I was wondering which episode this came from. Uh, everyone Doom loves Doom Buggies. buggies. <laughs> <laughs> isn't, that a, isn't that a callback from when Lisa gets a caricature when she enters Miss kind Teen? Of. And he's like, everyone loves roller skates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Is that a callback or a call forward? Uh, I think it's like a parallel call. I think it's just a general comment on caricature artists. <laughs> Take that character up to your artist. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Why don't you draw me in a sassy way to tell me how you feel? Mm. Um, no, we love all you caricature artists. Apart from you, Don. <laughs> Jerk. Um, you know who you are. Speaking of Don, Don then Don Marina... No, shit. <laughs> it's Dan, isn't it? <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> that was such a smooth segue almost. Take almost. No, and then Dan Marino's uh, doing uh, pa- uh, passes at Spiral... What's he doing? Long <laughs> throw passy. Yeah. Yes. You catch, a, catch a ball from Dan Marino, who was the Miami Dolphins QB from yeah. late 80s to mid 90s. Who, oh, okay. who we know from Ace Ventura Pet Detective. Oh, is that right? Uh I only actually saw that movie like twice, if that. I, I was more of a When Nature's Call fan. Stitches out, Dan. <laughs> okay. Well, that's the most controversial thing you've ever said. It really is. Uh, well, not anymore. I think both movies are uh, horrible and don't hold up. And um, You know what holds up? This episode. Yes. <laughs> um, so, yeah. I'll, Segway. I love the thing of, yeah. To what? <laughs> the episode. <laughs> Getting back on track. <laughs> um, and, yeah, Homer pushes to the front and... Uh, Dan Marino offers Bart the pass, and yeah, Homer jumps in the way and takes it anyway. I know, I just love everything about this. Yeah, bit. and then Dan says to sends two teamsters to tackle yeah. Homer, and he passes it back to Bart. <laughs> they both knock him out down. He's like, ah, oh, my and then spine. there's a, a, a little twist, and then you hear the just <laughs> and then the celery oh, crack of spine. spine. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the celery crack. Oh, we've got to use that in uh, yeah. Paul Fury. Writing that down. <laughs> yeah, I learned that from watching the making of, of something. The celery. That pe- is piece of celery a- on a pillow, and then you punch it, but it also has the cracking sound. Interesting. And yeah, because mm. there's a little bit of wetness as well, so you'd get like a... Re- mm. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Oh, wow. Well. Yeah, Learning we a- things. We get to break so much fruit at some point in the near future. It's going to be so much fun. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> um, so they're just about to get into the game and uh, there's this scalper out, out the front that they just berate. Yeah, that's... <laughs> Like and really, you could see that joke coming because they spent so much time, yeah, yeah, yeah. Homer telling him what a douchebag he was. Yeah, yeah, and so yeah, it turns out the tickets were fake. And again, I love everything about how this unfolds. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's like, no hologram, and there's no team called the Spungos. <laughs> <laughs> this appears to be printed on a cracker. Hey, stop eating those! <laughs> Uh, and I love how Homer's like, yeah, I can explain this. Don't worry, I've got this. My friends. They don't have the tickets. <laughs> but I yeah. do like, like, and I don't think this is something they do in the more recent series, but they've just gone, oh, they're fake tickets, and that's it. Like, they don't they explain how we got fake tickets yeah, or exactly. where yeah. they got it from. It wasn't like, oh, I knew I shouldn't have bought it from that guy, that gypsy on the on the market, on the merry-go-round. Smash cut to gypsy on the market going, oh, anyone want tickets to Hamilton? I've got them. Yeah. They're delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's just like they're fake tickets. That's the important information. Move on. Yeah, yeah it's um yeah, not giving detail where it's not needed. Yeah. 
Um, yeah, really great way to sort of plot out the story and everything. Yeah, the point is the tickets are fake, not that it matters where they came from. Yeah, and then Homer contritely going back to the scalper as well. And this is just <laughs> a great line. Uh, excuse me, Mr. Scalper. Have I told you that I love you? He's like, no, you'll just hurt me like all the others. <laughs> and then I love that he goes back to the uh, to the group who were beating him. He goes, okay, Revelyn Lovejoy, you had me by the neck. I believe Krusty was working the kitten. Yep. And uh, classic, uh, we can sneak in and there's the costumes and then, yeah, use the costumes to barrel down the security guards. Yep. That's good. I remember that being funny like the first time around. And it's still funny now because it's getting dressed up as the band or the janitor is still somehow a thing in yeah. TV movies Oh, now. yeah. So to go... There it is, and that's like you're instantly led to, oh, they're going to dress up as a band, but then he just runs over the security guards with the, the costume yep. trolley. <laughs> no, it was fantastic, and then, but they're immediately put into Super Bowl jail. Mm-hmm. And that, yeah, rounds off Act 2, starting in at Act 3. Uh, they're trying to work out how to break out, and Chief Wiggum with the phony yep. bar as well. Yeah, which, nice little bit. Yeah. And then we meet another guest star for this episode, Dolly Parton, Woo. who I love. I mean, Dolly. I don't really listen to her music like often or anything, but like you conceptually love her. Not even yeah. nine to five. Oh, that is a karaoke jam. What a way to make a living. Barely <laughs> <laughs> um, <Dolly> getting by. <laughs> oh, and Jolene as well. Oh, Jolene is beautiful. Yeah, yeah. There's a very good version by the White Stripes mm. when they do yeah, they're live right. at Blackpool Lights. I think do a really good version. Mm. But yeah, she like I'd go and see her in concert in, in, in a heartbeat as well because she's really great at mixing in the music and stories and everything. She just seems sweet. She mm. is. But um, I love that they meet Dolly Parton. She gets them out of jail with her extra strength makeup remover. Yeah. And she's like, well, I've got to go do the halftime show now. Puts on a giant Snoopy head and a backpack and just jets out. Yeah. And like, that's going to be the fastest get the celebrity out of the scenario yeah. ever. But I love that it's Dolly Parton and they put a giant Snoopy head on her. So you can't even tell that's who it is. Someone just goes, that is going to be a great show. Yeah. <laughs> and earlier she said that it was with, uh, she's singing a song with Rob Lowe and Stomp. <laughs> like- <laughs> that's halftime for you. And even before that, you've got, uh, the reason she busts them out is she recognizes Wally and he's like, yeah, I sent a lot of, sell a lot of package deals to Dolly World and Euro Dolly World. That's in Alabama. That, was, that made me laugh. That's awesome. Yeah. Euro Dolly World in Alabama. And Krusty like, <laughs> trying to get a date with her always. Like, will you go out with me? Like, yeah. Oh, just look funny. at the time. Yeah. Uh, Phil and I have both been to Dolly World. So there you go. Oh, really? What's it like? I don't really remember it terribly well. I remember they had a very lackluster roller coaster. Mm-hmm. A lot of matinee Dollar musicals. Coaster. I think it was called The Two Boobs. Um, and uh, but the one thing I really remember is they had the Dolly Parton Museum and I have seen the actual hairbrush that Dolly Parton as a child used to pretend was a microphone Whoa. wasn't there like a tin can on a stick I think it was also, also a tin can on a stick but that, that was she also f- pretended was that a microphone that was her first microphone yeah. and like even when I think I must have been 12 I was going this is a shit museum <laughs> So they bust out of prison and they're doing a running around the yeah, backstage yeah, yeah. area a la Spinal Tap um, yeah. to the tune of Song 2 by Blur. Yeah. And they're just, we've been running for an hour. Where the hell are we going? <laughs> yeah, I like that. Yeah, three second montage and they're like, we've been running for an hour. <laughs> I like that nobody else went, 
before an hour, where are we going? Just yeah. like, we'll just follow Homer blindly until yeah. he stops and then we'll complain. You were following me? I was following Flanders. But then, yeah, Bart stumbles upon a, a private room filled with snacks and beer and um, a big perfect view of the game, yeah. which they don't take advantage of. I really of. like when he's like, hey, someone scrubbed like, hey, in a second. <laughs> yeah, yeah, they're just enjoying the snacks and beer too much. That's what the Super Bowl is all about. Sna- the, sa- the snacks, snacks and, the and the beer? It's certainly part of it. If we go to a Super Bowl party here, it's beer at 10 o'clock and then snacks all the way through and then... Yeah. <laughs> then you black out, then you wake up and someone's won. Um, then we meet another guest star for this episode, Rupert Murdoch. Billionaire tyrant. <laughs> yeah. It- <laughs> I was very surprised to find out in the credits that it was actually voiced by Rupert Murdoch. I yeah. thought, if they couldn't bring back Vincent Price from the dead, how the hell did they get <laughs> Rupert Murdoch? Yeah, it, it's surprising because, yeah, out of all the years on The Simpsons, and yeah, this was the episode he chose to do. And um, yeah, it, it was... I mean, it wasn't a bad performance. No, he just says his own name. Yeah, I'm Rupert yeah. Murdoch. And get them. And that's about <laughs> it. I love that he throws the smoke bombs on the ground <laughs> and they turn into security oh. guards. I love the security guards. Like, oi, 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 yeah. <laughs> but yeah, the, the smoke bombs as well. Like, I'm a big fan of a good smoke bomb gag, which is, again, why I love Archer so much. Yeah. Well, that's, that's the non-smoke bomb. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He just says smoke bomb and, and run runs away. away. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's great. Nothing on pocket sand. <laughs> That's true. Uh, King of the Hill. King of the Hill. He's yeah. like, goes, ah, he goes to make a distraction, reaches into his pocket. He goes, you haven't got there. He's like, pocket sand. <laughs> and just throws <laughs> it in their face <laughs> and just runs away. <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, it's a good, one of the only good gags. They're being chased by the security guards and then mm-hmm. all of a sudden they end up in the locker room of the winning team. Yeah, because the winning team's coming in and they just kind of push them in as they're going. And- yeah. <laughs> and I'll, and again loved all the material in the locker room there were so many small little bits of mm-hmm. like Barney wrestling for a bottle of wine with the, the um, players and President uh, Clinton calls up yeah <laughs> towel fights yeah he's yeah. like going to Disneyland really I'm a travel agent I've heard nothing but horror <laughs> <That's stuff>. things <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah it's Lovejoy snapping the towel Ooh, you're gonna get Lovejoy and then yeah Clinton I demand you speak to me and then yeah do you have to do that now Al as he's, yeah, he's measuring, measuring the blinds <laughs> Oh. Just ready to take over. I think that would be awesome because if he had been impeached and how our goal was the president, that would be like a ah, oh, look how far they called it. Yeah, and if they hadn't. It was still a good gag. Yeah. So that's like yeah, pretty much where the episode ends. I haven't got much to say on them leaving. <clears throat> I feel like Phil has something to say. <laughs> I have many things to say. So the two guys at the end, the commentators, John Madden and Pat, whatever his name. I is. wrote it down. I wrote it down. Uh, Summerall. Pat Summerall, thank you. Yeah. Uh, uh, actual, like, the top-tier NFL commentators of the 90s. Like, yep. John Madden football is John Madden. Like, he's spawned. He used to be the coach of the Raiders as well. I know his name because of all the video games that are in his name. Yes. And the curse. And, yeah, and the curse. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, you didn't know this. It's a video game thing, so I thought you would have known. Uh, no? if, if a player that appears on the cover of Madden uh, is then cursed for their career to just fuck up. Yeah, it's like... You make it big enough to be on the cover of John Madden for that year, yeah. Then you almost will certainly have no more good years. Wow. Yeah, and it's pretty consistent as well. <laughs> That's it's, scary. Yeah, it's weird. Not entirely consistent. But no, not entirely. But people they tend to peak, get on the cover, and then. Have not peaked, but maybe that's what peak means. You could argue that, yeah, this was the peak of their career and they had nowhere to go but down, but uh, yeah, still interesting. But I love that he recapped the the episode. Yeah, like literally said to him, "So Pat, what did you think about this episode?" And he's like. Oh, that was pretty good. You know, <laughs> there's some good bits. Marge and Lisa painting eggs. And he's like, out of yeah. left field. 
Yeah, but it paid but, off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I really like when he's like, the addition of Wally at the very beginning was a was a risk, but it paid off big time. <laughs> yeah, I, I was just going, oh my god, this sounds like us. <laughs> yeah, it was very similar. But I do also really like he goes. Don't you think it was strange that in a uh, Simpsons episode all about football with Dolly Parton, there was no singing or football? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Only at that point you go, oh, yeah. And then, yeah, John Madden gets all mad and indignant about it. like, this franchise is ripping <laughs> off all of its customers. <laughs> and then, yeah, Vincent Price comes, uh, pulls up her pick and like, now that doesn't make a lick of sense. <laughs> and another fact is John Madden refuses to fly, so he travels to all the stadium by his private, own private coach. Oh, really? So I assume that's what Richard Price was driving. That makes slightly more sense. <laughs> so yeah, just to make sure I'm not missing anyone. So yeah, there were eight guest stars in total. Pat Summerall, John Madden, Troy Aikman, Rosie Greer, Dan Marino, Dolly Parton, Fred Willard, and Rupert Murdoch. <laughs> it's pretty nice. amazing. I gotta say that none of the cameos felt forced. Like no, they no. were just in there to be like, hi, I'm yeah, Dan Marino, former star of the something. I'm off now. And again, it's it's one of those things where if you don't know who it is, you get your chuckle and you move on. Like yeah. you don't yep. grind to a halt and go, hey kids, it's Dan Marino. Yeah. What know. are you doing here, Rosie Greer? The Rosie Greer. In Springfield? <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> um, Sorry, we've had a couple of very bad cameo episodes recently. I yeah. can tell. Oh, terrible. Uh, and an interesting choice, the final credits is over Spanish Flea and it's the still shot of Homer in the... Um, waiting room still. Hmm. I thought I thought that was an interesting touch. I guess I guess at the end they just felt like it was such a well animated little funny bit visually that yeah. it's like, yeah, let's just do it again. But there was just him sitting there. It was no. Yeah, and he looks down at his watch at one point, and then yeah, I feel like they'd paid for the licensing for Spanish <laughs> Flea, <laughs> and they wanted to get as much, <laughs> getting possible. much to it. Yeah, it is time for the questionnaire. Uh, play count. How many times do you think you've seen it? How many Super Bowls have there been? Uh, we're up to. Is sixty or sixty-two? Sixty-two. <laughs> Fair enough. Phil, I reckon I've probably I've probably seen this fifteen, twenty times. Yeah, I, I've seen this a good fucking maybe even fifty. Like, not one that I like remember VHS taping, but definitely one I'd catch on Foxtel and then got yeah, season ten. It was DVD. on high rotation, I think. Yeah. Any uh, memories of quotable moments that have affected your life at all? Or? Um, I def- I swear the number anytime you don't get something in a box you're supposed to like but it clearly says feet included. <laughs> yep. I get my Vincent Price impression from this episode. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure yeah, you're mad at impression as well. as well. Yeah. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? And how? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Um it didn't even have like the feeling of being like a, a Super Bowl special either. Mm. It was just the Simpsons. They're American. Yeah. They football sometimes. It wasn't so focused on like one of the players or one of the teams that, yeah, it didn't... It was just an sim- episode of The Simpsons where they happen to talk a lot about football. Yep. And no one's acting mm-hmm. off and um, Wally Kogan as well just fit in mm-hmm. very well. Yep. It was introduced quite organically as well. Yep. Yeah, kind of bad. Like They did a good setup at the beginning. Like You couldn't see where it was going straight away, but they mm-hmm. didn't waste a fuckload of time yeah. getting to it as well. So, yeah, yeah, first I, act, yeah. I think it was yeah, definitely up there. Totally. Uh, wackiness. Yeah, there was a lot of wacky yep. moments. In Smoke this. bomb guards and Vincent Price. Just constant running. Constant running. <laughs> running for an hour. Uh, uh, Dolly a, Parton's uh, makeup remover. Having the entire episode recapped by Madden. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> totally. Dolly Parton operating a jetpack inside <laughs> with a Snoopy head she could not possibly see out of. <laughs> That's but, Super Bowl. <laughs> but yeah, no, uh, um, nothing that felt off to the story. And, no, nothing um, that was like 
such a critical thing to the story that his wackiness drove it into the realms of impossibility. Yeah. You know, just, just a lot of fun. But uh, conversely, there wasn't a lot of heart, was there? <laughs> there wasn't no. any kind of like deeper meaning to it. No. no. There was basically everyone had a good time, did something a bit different. You but could say there was a love of football. Ah. It was a very fun romp. Mm. Yes, I, there's a love of fun. Yes. Yeah. And who doesn't love fun? Yes or no, would you watch this episode again? Uh, yes, I would, Ken. I would watch it now. <laughs> <laughs> Too bad, we've got to watch a really good episode after this. Ooh, well, I hate good episodes. Wait, no. I can't wait to tell you what it is. You're gonna... I'm, you've been teasing this all night, <laughs> and I kind of want to throw my notebook at you. Well, two more questions, and then I'll tell you. Playlist. We're going to watch it again. What list are we going to put it in? Sports. Sports, 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 sports. 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 <laughs> yeah, I think... American sports is pretty good. Yeah. It does remind me of the episode, which isn't this one. I think it's the one where with Hank Scorpio where he gives Homer the Denver <laughs> yeah. Broncos at the end. <laughs> I just, oh, this, oh, last hour, I've just been going, oh, the Denver, Denver Broncos. Broncos. <laughs> yeah. Which was weird because it wasn't like the next year they won Super Bowl. But they were kind of sucky because they kept, they kept losing out right at the end. Like not in the Super Bowl, but... So they won, but badly. They won until they didn't. So let's rank this thing. Phil, our football expert, kick it off. Haha. Ha. I Didn't think mean that. because I went with because they had John Madden and he featured quite heavily, I'm gonna be controversial and give this a cubic zirconium. Wow. I had a great time. I loved every minute of it. I'd watch it again now. Sure. Yeah. All right. Um I'm gonna give it a gold. Um and I was surprised. I thought going into this this might be a, a silver because it it is a really fun and funny episode, but not a lot of story stuff going on and the B stuff is very inconsequential but ultimately I had such a good time watching it that yeah gold is just where I want to put it how about you Beach? yep gold as well I get exact same sentiment I just had such a great fun time it's a great adventure and uh, hilarious and I totally get the cubic zirconia ranking because like as a fan of football it probably resonate with you a lot more yeah yeah, yeah. and it's the football I remember from my youth as well I mm. can't keep up with all these newfangled teams and people's <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, that does it for our episode from the teens era. So we're going to go all the way back to the classic (laughs) guys. And I just want to ask you, won't you please see my vest? (laughs) Yes. Yes. You know what? (laughs) Last week, out of no reason, I had to go YouTube, see my vest and watched it at work. Yeah. (laughs) Uh, What I also like is you can now see our interview with uh, Flim Springfield, uh, the blog post. Phil, both you and I put See My Vest as our favourite Simpsons song. (laughs) (laughs) No, this... (laughs) 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 I am so excited. Um, Synchronised pre-quoting. So we're going to watch that. We'll be back soon. It was season 6, episode 20, 2001 Greyhounds, originally aired in April of 1995, written by Mike Scully, and uh, synopsis, yep, this is the one where Santa's little helper um, makes a new friend, she's the fastest, and they have a big litter of puppies together, 25 to be um, precise, and uh, Mr. Burns steals them, but more on that later. Guys, what did you think? Yay! <laughs> smashing. Truly smashing. Totally. <laughs> oh, this is just non-stop. Mm. Uh, it's one of those ones where I could really... I had to just not write things down because I'm like, I, if you start writing down, you're not going to stop. 
Yeah, uh, you, you can make basically just write the script, and yeah, that's much. the positive notes. It's like, yeah. well, here's my here's my notes. It's uh, just a reprint of the script. Let's start <laughs> at the beginning. <laughs> Scene one. Yeah, and yeah, another one where the um, plot just basically jumps pretty straight in. Like, there's not a lot of lead up to it, and it's an all lay story throughout as well. Mm-hmm. And yeah, it's just nonstop with and just, the jokes well, and the plot it, points. Are it's great. one of those ones like. It just went by so fast as well. I mean, the yeah. last one I had a lot of fun with, but it if you'd asked me relative time, it felt like it went twice as long as this one. This one, just, yeah. like, this one felt like a 12-minute show. Yeah. Mm. Oh, and so many quotable moments, so much influence in my life in this episode. Let's just get into Let's it. Let's just... Uh, so, so it starts as many great episodes do. I yep. like pointing this out with just The Simpsons, well, Bart specifically, just watching TV. Yep, and it's Kent Brockman <laughs> in their new open window studio where they look on the crowds of Springfield and... Yeah, it's so great, this. He's talking about a rhino that had just escaped. Two-ton rhino. Yeah, a two-ton rhino that had just escaped, and uh, but they've locked it up. It's all good. Then all of a sudden, a rhino starts bashing <laughs> through the crowd in the background. <laughs> Another news, a three-ton rhino also escaped. <laughs> That's excellent, because it's like one of those things where you set up, and you're like, oh, I can see exactly where this yeah. is going. And then it doesn't take you there. But then it does take you there after, like taking down the garden path a little bit. Yeah, you know? yeah. It was a bit of a misdirect and ah, oh, so brilliant. And it's, one of the, it's a weird, it's a, both a misdirect but and a direct deliver at the same time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Another rhino. Ah, oh, great. And launches into the plot pretty immediately. Uh, all the Simpson family are getting mad at Bart uh, because of all their broken items. Mm-hmm. Broken vase and... Um... Who, who threw garbage all over Flanders lawn before I got the chance to? <laughs> Another great line. Is this a regular routine of Homer's? Uh, <laughs> You've like got the, to imagine. The dog run, runs past chasing the cat and then he just comes past again chasing the cat but with a knife in his <laughs> Yeah, <mouth>. that's right. <laughs> He's like, well, if you didn't break all these things, who did? Stands on top of hops in, rips up a pillow, hops out again. Yeah. Because they didn't break themselves, did they? Did they? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did they? Did they? <laughs> and then, yeah, Santa's little helper comes back and rips up Homer's shirt because... Yeah, they've still been blaming Bart this whole time, even though Santa's little helper has been showing all the distraction. Yeah, and now this is the obvious destruction. (laughs) Um, Yeah, I guess it was the dog. But the weird thing that I... uh, It's spanking season, and I've got a hankering for spankering. I've got a hankering for some spankering. I'll let it go just because that line is great. And i got a hankering for some spankering. When is it a season, though? (laughs) Spanking season. Apparently it's a thing. Wabbit season, duck season, spankering season. (laughs) So, the yeah, Santa's little helper, a bit too much energy. Lisa and Bart say, start playing piggy in the middle with him. Love this, um, <laughs> the animation of this bit. Of him, just Santa's little helper, hopping around insanely. Then just going, what's the matter, boy? Getting tired? And so, yeah, a little bit tighter. I never noticed that. Both asleep, casually passing the ball still. The music itself is getting sleepier as they're showing on Passive of Time. I never thought about that. They use that cue a few times. Yeah. I like the last animation before it cuts out of that scene when both the kids are asleep on the on the ground. You see Santa's little helper run up, grabs Bart's hand by his mouth and hit yeah. the ball out. Like, yeah. I'll make you through the ball. It really reminds me of my brother's dog, Roxy. I think I can use her name on the podcast. Um, uh, could so. <laughs> yeah. Could so. Ch- change your name to Moxie. Mm. <laughs> but yeah, what? Well, um, she's like a ball-obsessed dog and... She totally will do that thing where she'll drop the ball by your feet and hoping you'll accidentally kick it. Um, and uh, they wake up the next day and another good transition there where they show the kids eating breakfast but they're really tired from having stayed up playing fetch all night. Yep. Yep. And Santa's the helper still going nuts. Yep. Dug up all the things in the backyard with 
This is a weird bunch of gags. The bongo drums, the strobe light, and best of Ray Stevens. I don't know who Ray Stevens is. I don't know, but I assume that Marge did not like that album. There's no. someone streaking on the cover. So. Yeah. <laughs> um, like, so the dog married the ball. Yeah, the dog. <laughs> yeah, and, and I like that because, yeah, uh, of course, those items would annoy Marge. The bongo <laughs> drums, the strobe light, and... Um, Harold Ray Ragsdale, known professionally as Ray Stevens, is an American country and pop singer-songwriter. His recordings of Everything is Beautiful and Misty. Oh, fuck, I hate that song. <laughs> I can see why you bury it just on just country music. Yeah, just country music. Careful, Phil, we're popular in Texas. <laughs> yeah, that's right. And then, yeah, Santa's her little helper. He grabs the cable TV cable. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> oh, the cable TV cable. He starts running with it, tears it out of every house, and it just goes off at the Wiggum uh, house. Oh, that was excellent. And, uh, well, first before that, they're watching Ke- Cooking with Kent Brockman, which is a show apparently, and he's saying, uh, <laughs> if the macaroni box rattles, throw it away. <laughs> we use fresh macaroni. If the box rattles, throw it away. I can only imagine that the next bit was like Kent Brockman's fresh uh, macaroni. Probably. It doesn't rattle in the box. Yeah. <laughs> uh, such a silly joke. But yeah, then the cable goes out <laughs> and the voiceover like, uh, uh, what, are, what do they call yeah. it? Like the public service announcement? Yeah. The... yeah. Do not attempt to have conversations with friends or loved ones. <laughs> yeah. Do not attempt to sexual intercourse as years of television radiation have left your genitals withered and useless. Oh. <laughs> we can just lift something up the Well, I'll be damned. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that was excellent. Like, yeah, that's uh, where his mind was going. Oh, I suppose we could do this. <laughs> no, surely not. Oh, there you go. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yep, right. Also, there always seems to be good scenes with Wiggum and his wife. Are always like they she doesn't come come in very often, but when no. she does, there's always he has a great line. I love yeah. that one where he's at home and he like picks up the phone and he goes, "Sarah, get me, uh, get me the Coast Guard," and she like <laughs> dials it up. He's like, "Thank, Thank you, Sarah." Yeah. <laughs> no, this is this is the Wiggum that we love. None of this stupid Wiggum Lou crap. Like, yeah, none of the Sky Police bullshit. Ugh, fucking Sky Police. Mm. What is Sky Police? Wiggum yeah. gets a jetpack and then launches into a song about being Sky Police. No. Yeah, and it lasts the first act and never comes up again. Oh, and he, and he kills people. Yeah. Lots of people. Like he lands and then it pans out and there's this red marsh under his jetpack. You're like, well, they're dead. He's yeah. a murderer. Right. Yeah, and that's in an episode that's mostly a parody of the movie 21. Yeah, it's just there, it's there at the beginning and it never comes up again, but it's the episode's still called Sky Police. The episode's it's called so Sky Police. I think we failed that one outright, I can't remember. It's on the Will It Won't It Be Aired uh, oh, special. Really? I don't know if I'll leave this in the podcast. But anyway, so listeners out there, there are three episodes that me and Paige recorded a duo of Sky Police, uh, the one with Michael Sarah, and also Popper's got a brand new badge. Uh, I don't know if we'll release him yet. That's the one where he's like Hemingway, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, right. Yeah. Um, so anyway, back to this episode. So, um, yeah, not knowing what to do, Marge takes Santa's little helper to the pet store. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, immediately the guy just takes advantage of her. This is a psychic practice uh, known only by me and three other clerks <laughs> at this store. It's, <laughs> a, it's a human, ma- human dog mind melt. melt. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. an extremely rare gift possessed by only me. And three other cracks. Yeah, and all just a ploy so he can sell her a bunch of yeah. shit that she doesn't and need. I, and I think we've both done the, oh, I'm bored, I'm restless, <laughs> need new things in life, like imported leather dog leash. Yeah, and like on the second one, like he opens his eye just slightly just so he can look buying. at... Uh, I thought it was more like he was looking around the store to uh, see what else no, he, can, no. he can gouge I it with. I thought he was getting away with trying to see if he was getting away with it. Oh, okay. 
Also, well, have you never owned a dog? If your dog's acting weird or sick, do you take it to the pet store or do you take it to a vet? I was going to say that. <laughs> yeah. Um, in my experience, the vets know what they're doing a bit more than the pet store clerks. Well, think of it from Homer's perspective. A vet's going to charge you. Yeah. The pet <laughs> store guy might he just bought know. like seven hundred dollars worth of aquarium <laughs> again, but that's after he found he out what bought, the problem was. A vet the dog might, a fish. <laughs> a vet might charge you seven hundred dollars and not even know what the problem was. Well, I don't mm. think they solved the problem, as you'll see in the car oh, ride yeah, home. Yeah. <laughs> Problem solved. Dusted his hands. Homer, <laughs> put your hands on the wheel. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> so awesome. Um, and uh, this obviously didn't work. Santa's little helper is still ramped up. Mm-hmm. And then makes a beautiful Terminator 2 esque escape out the window crack. I didn't even realize what that was. They play like That's a couple amazing. of bars of music of it as well. Oh, yeah. Same with the Nettie. How are we going to get a quick nine down the pitching pot? Yeah. But yeah, Santa's little helper just going totally amphibious as he uh, uh, turns a liquid dog. The, yeah, <laughs> liquid dogs out the window. Yeah, and heads back to the old racing track where um, they got him from, which I thought was a nice little callback, mm-hmm. a way to tie in a little bit of continuity in the show without making it too much of um, yeah. yeah, not without drawing too much attention to it. Let's go. Hey, send it back to the track where we found him. Yeah, yeah that's enough. enough. And then there was also a lovely uh, sign gag that said Springfield Greyhound Centre. <laughs> Think of them as little horses. Yeah. <laughs> and that's great because when they're watching the race later, Homer goes, come on, you little horse. Does <laughs> <laughs> not even hear that. Yeah. Again, just quick little things yeah. that don't call too much attention. Mm-hmm. And I like, yeah, when he is, uh, they're in the, the racing track and he does go up to make a bet and it's just $2. <laughs> yeah. And he's still in trouble. Yeah. <laughs> Have you seen my dog? Okay, seriously, give him the ticket. <laughs> Bets on she's the fastest. Yeah. And then the gates open up. She's the fastest. Out with an early lead. Followed by I am always second. Followed by here comes number three. <laughs> yeah. So I'm number, I'm number three. three. And, it, and it starts off with she's the fastest off to an insurmountable lead. Yeah. <laughs> like for the first word so we may- but wait there's another dog on the track now he couldn't win this race or could he yeah. <laughs> and this was beautiful animation as they show santa's little helper catching up i just love all the perspectives mm-hmm. um uh, with the moving background fast and then when they do the side on shot of she's the fastest and when <laughs> you see the moment when santa's little helper just mounts her like and I always thought it was weird that they're still, like, running at full speed <laughs> in this point. They're greyhounds. Yeah, they're greyhounds. Yeah. They're always Is that running. how greyhounds have sex? <laughs> Quickly. Sure. And in circles. Yeah. And next to a dead rabbit. <laughs> One of my favourite lines ever in The Simpsons is, and it's not very quotable, but I just love when Bart goes, what's the little Santa, Santa's little helper doing? He looks like he's trying to jump over that dog, but he can't quite make it. <laughs> Come on, boy. You can do it. You can do it. Marge immediately. <laughs> just closes it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, Santa's little helper and she's the fastest mm-hmm. are all curled up, you yeah. know, spooning afterwards. Just really like the line where he goes, well, this is it, folks. This is the end of dog racing. <laughs> oh, I think they're in love. <laughs> immediately turns them around. Yeah. Oh, and we see maybe the first appearance of the rich Texan, but he's incredibly off-model. This isn't mm. the rich Texan Early that we're going. Yeah, whose name is actually Richard Texan. <laughs> I know. Yeah, well played. It's both yeah. lazy, lazy and funny. Yeah. <laughs> um, yeah, she's yours now. Won't you miss her love and companionship? <laughs> <laughs> Lady, you're all right. I still can't believe... We're not even in Act 2 yet. I know, so <laughs> much. 
Uh, then starts this uh, little dog romance montage where... They're getting steaks from everywhere. <laughs> Everyone gives them a steak. <laughs> Not yeah. just the butcher, but the video store and the little old lady in the park. <laughs> I love that. Just, just stops, a... looks around and looks, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, that's why I pack a dog feed steak. I just steak. had this raw dripping steak in my purse. <laughs> thank God I could get rid of it. <laughs> And yeah, unintentional theme. We have another lady in the tramp yeah, reference here. Yeah, yeah. And I like how, again, they, they turn it on their head right at the kissing moment. Yeah. <laughs> Guys, it's only spaghetti. But yeah, unlike the other one, like I feel like they went for like frame-to-frame animation of it. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the actual like lady and the tramp bit like right up to the kissing scene and when they yeah break it yeah. and start fighting I haven't thought that Luigi's just take it it fell on the floor <laughs> <laughs> no I've t- totally forgotten he'd said that as well yeah, it's a great little this is why he's giving them free food <laughs> but not why he set up a small table with a candle and flowers wow. he's just mm. romantic at heart he's Italian <laughs> they also fell on the floor <laughs> checks out mm-hmm. so yeah apparently about uh, three months pass as well and yeah, they're back at the Simpsons' house, and Bart's like, Santa's little helper doesn't want to play anymore, and since that bitch moved in. Like, Bart! <laughs> I, I love that as well, because it just plays with Marge's, like, I don't know, um, just her Marginess. It's like, well, I'm like, going like, to write the dictionary, people. Yeah. <laughs> Seems like a mistake. <laughs> yeah. Also, that must have been one of the first bitches to be on, like, primetime mm. kid television. Right, it was accurate, yeah. so... Yes, no. but, you know cunt's accurate as well but <laughs> still can't say it you can on podcasts yeah take that fcc but um especially in those early days like a lot of people or parents were turned off by the simpsons because they'd say things like hell, uh, hell and crap and uh bastard and Mitten. i don't think i really said fart much i uh, know i'm just going uh fart you know when Do you say like, mitten? yeah i'm making two references here fart is from um Dad, what you doing? Swearing? Oh, crap, boo, crap. <laughs> Damn, hell ass fart. fart yeah. <laughs> and then um, when it's a, if you're happy and you know it, say a swear. Yeah. Tiny mitten. Yeah. <laughs> ah, nice, nice. God, Elliot, keep up. But yeah, uh, Simpsons still haven't crossed the boundary of saying shit or fuck or cunt or anything. Yeah, that's Give pretty time. I don't think they said labia either. <laughs> <laughs> Is that really a You ever called someone a labia in anger? <laughs> well, even in joy... Yeah. <laughs> this guy here, this guy's an awesome labia. No, it doesn't work. Oh my labia, I'm having a great so, time. It's like I think it's I think I can't remember the comedian, but I think it's Mick Savage who's like I don't really think it's what it cunt means that offends people. It's just the way it sounds, it's cunt because you can't like aggressively call someone a womb. <laughs> you fucking womb. It just doesn't work. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, makes sense. Yeah, it says, still says bitch. It taught kids words. It yeah. taught them the accurate meaning of those words. However, That's true. Yeah, I think it was, I think it was their own way of getting around Marge yeah. and also getting around the term. You could, you you could yeah. almost hear them talking to the, like the senses, going, "What? It's the correct term." Yeah. yeah. Why don't you call the dictionary people? <laughs> yeah. But they emphasize the word "dick" in dictionary. No, but they emphasize the word "p" in people. <laughs> <laughs> Just getting away with everything. Um, and so all of a sudden, she's the fastest, starts browning little puppies. I actually noticed as well, they don't mention her name again much in this episode. Well, because it's, no. it's only funny for that one joke. I suppose. Yeah. And then it's just Santa's little helper's girlfriend, which is pretty wordy. Yeah. Or his bitch. But not in a derogatory sense. That's actually what it means. In more like a Snoop Dogg sense. Yeah. Mm. (laughs) But I love the bits of the puppies coming out and them finding places for them. Yeah. Just around the kitchen. The apron cooked these dogs. (laughs) (laughs) That's so weird. Like, what? 
What does that mean? Like, must be like hot dogs. Must be hot Elliot. Dogs. Oh, like hot dogs. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Um, how many more there can be? And they're counting up the. Uh, 20 to 25 puppies and I love how yeah the puppies are sort of uh, fading uh, uh, yeah uh, doing little uh, montage opaque montage. yeah the opaquey thing and they finally get up to 25 yeah they do like 6 hours and, and, I, and I love that, that drunk moment where the cat looks at the puppies rubs its eyes <laughs> and throws <laughs> away <Smack> cat cat <laughs> such a classic Looney Tunes bit yeah <laughs> so yeah getting into act 2 now and I love this bit with Bart like immediately thinks of how this can benefit him and goes, I've got an army of savage dogs now. No bully will bother me again. And I love his lying. Hey, jerk face, you've got the face of a jerk. <laughs> Something we've all said many, many times. <laughs> again, no, another quote that I forgot with the source of it. Hey, it was just so fun to use. Yeah. Like, the puppies even seem to be, like, struggling to, yeah. like, obey this command. Uh, I'm getting they're there, all, but... Yeah, I want to, but we're, like, moments old. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> And they do the, the montage with all their names. Um, I didn't yeah. catch most of them. Fido, yeah. Rover. I think the ones you're supposed to look Rex. at was like Rex 2 and then Prince. And yeah. The dog <laughs> formerly known as Prince. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which shows you exactly when this was made. Yep. Yeah. Uh, to me, that's also like outside of the Prince gag. It seems like they named one puppy Prince and they're like, yeah. oh, no, this one should be Prince. Okay. That'll be the formerly known as yep. one. <laughs> Um, and then uh, dated reference. Look at Branford too. He thinks he's one of the models Inc. That was oh, yeah. That made me laugh for two reasons because it was like the dog gets up and they they find it amusing and then models Inc. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah, that was a show that was on for like what two years or something. I don't even know. It was a very long time ago. Yeah. I remember it sort of being of the ilk of like Baywatch and things like that. Just. Uh, yeah, um, super sexy slow motion yeah, people I, I in think, California. Yeah. I remember it being like a bit more risky. Yeah. yeah, I remember it being one of those things that you watched despite it being a terrible show because you thought you might see boob on free-to-air TV and then it always disappointed yep. and then you just gave up. It was just implied boob, not even side boob. Pre-internet, right? Yeah. Crazy times. Just a, a lifetime of drought. You had, to get a, you had to go to SBS if you wanted to see boob. Mm. And, and even there, <laughs> I remember there used to be this... When you used to get uh, the TV guide in the paper and it would tell you what was on throughout the entire evening. Yeah. And I remember a couple of times there was like at two o'clock in the morning a show on SBS called Naked Lunch. And I was like, <laughs> I don't know what that is, but I'm going to find out. So I had to like set the VCR time, yeah. which takes... <laughs> A degree in math. Yeah, if you yeah. listen to any 90s comedian, you'll get a bit about setting the VCR. Yeah. yeah. And then put a tape in, like had to colour in a piece of paper black and then stick it over the record symbol on the VCR. <laughs> so <laughs> so you know, at night. It took me three goes and I finally got a copy of uh, Naked Lunch. And it turns out it's just a 1950s sitcom and it's just called Naked Lunch for reasons that I couldn't figure out. But... <laughs> It has no boobs in it whatsoever. And you're just like, well, shit. I was like, that was a lot of wasted effort for nothing. And this is back in the days when SBS had such bad reception. Like, I can't tell if those are boobs or two bald <laughs> men standing next to each other. Side boob or elbow? Side boob just, or elbow? Damn it. Maybe if I stand awkwardly, then the reception will... There we go. Just got to stay like this and then run away if anyone comes in the room. Jiggle the coat hanger. Get annoyed at it because uh, it'll only work if you're holding it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like um, when South Park was on. In order to watch it, I had to set the VCR. Hit, hit record but I couldn't be in the room because it would screw up the reception so I had to leave <laughs> come back half an hour later and then watch it wow <laughs> uh, and now kids these days they're just complaining about buffering they got set on their smartphones <laughs> buffer this millennials <laughs> <laughs> um, and yeah then the cat like 
yeah, does the standing up thing. Get that cat out of the way! <laughs> what I love is they all glare at his yeah. I forgot that part. Like, I remember the out of the way you kind of section. Yeah, but, uh, yeah. Just glaring at his, his set, Snowball 2 walks away. Absolutely. Um, and so, yeah, they uh, sort of doing a bunch of bits about how fun it is to have the puppies. And this is sort of where it transitions to... Trouble the, with the puppies. Yeah, and everyone has to wear flea collars. It's just easier <laughs> yep. that way. I, like, I do like that some smart thinking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> 25 flea collars or, or five. Mm-hmm. And they've devoured all of Bart's socks. And yeah. uh, the great bit with Homer trying to eat the chips. Yeah. Oh, oh. That's awesome. <laughs> I remember laughing my ass off that the first time I saw that. Oh, that was yeah. hysterical. Yeah, mm. it's... A, <laughs> dup, ah, dup. Ah, yeah, you can tell it does like three loops of the same animation, but Homer's delivery saves oh, it. Yeah. Like how each time he varies up his uh, anticipation and <laughs> just slightly. It's oh, enough. So it's enough. good. Yeah, it's excellent. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this is when uh, they have a sit down and say, no, nah, we can't do this puppy thing anymore. Yep. Bart's wearing Lisa's socks. What's with the cool arts one? <laughs> well, I gotta coordinate. Yeah. I oh, like the, the throw to line where they're like, is that what we do in this family when we have a problem with a family member? Is we just get rid of it? And then just <laughs> smash pans to Grandpa, who just yep. answers a non ringing phone. He's like, hello? Hello? Oh. <laughs> Poor Grandpa. Mm. Uh, I love it. I never noticed this line as well. Uh, Homer goes, me and your mother think it's time to get rid of the puppies. Mainly your mother. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Just, yeah so, jerkily so, passing the buck. Like, yeah, but it's great. It's very Homer. Um, so yeah, then, then they decide, okay, the puppies get one more chance. But if they screw up, they're out. On an unrelated note, yeah. we're having a dinner party tonight. <laughs> a very important dinner party. <laughs> With <laughs> your old coming. military colonel, the uh, guy in the IRS, and Reverend Lovejoy. Yeah. And... <laughs> Like, yeah, you just know it's what's about yeah, to happen. Exactly. But I thought they actually went surprisingly reserved with uh, the actual thing of the puppies being inside the turkey. Yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it, it could have been, like, more maddening, like, uh, the puppies, like, I don't know, chewed could, up. Could have been a swarm. Could yeah. have been, they were just tearing apart a Bible, some bills, and <laughs> the US flag. Yeah. yeah. It, it's very non-Simpsons to just have one thing that went wrong. Rather yeah. Than, especially when you have an army of 25 puppies. It yep. could have been... I mean, yeah, a Bible, the tax return, and the US flag would have been pretty a pretty good trifecta. Yeah, yeah but not not that I would have changed it either, because no, just no. that animation of the turkey yeah. is it rolling, it's rolling around. around. <laughs> it's possessed by some demon. <laughs> and then as they're all leaving indignant, see you at 0600 tomorrow. See you at the IRS. See you in hell from heaven. <laughs> yeah. I do like how Lovejoy, when he's just they're sitting around complimenting Marge, Lovejoy just goes... Well, the whole neighborhood will hear about how delicious this dinner was and how nothing went wrong at all. Like he doesn't even <laughs> he doesn't even like hide the fact that he's a terrible gossip. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so yeah, that was the last straw. They're selling the puppies, and I love Homer's sign for free or best offer. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So a couple of people come around. They pick up some dogs. They're like, oh, yeah. and then when they try to take them away, though, the puppies are all sad. They don't want to be broken up. Who could possibly take twenty five puppies? Mr. Burns. Yeah. I love his lines of, they'll enjoy frolicking through my holes and drinking from my many toilets. Who wouldn't? <laughs> and I like how they just went, oh, the puppies don't want to be taken separately. Who are we going to take to have 25 puppies? Mr. Burns immediately there smiling. Like, yeah. Yeah. now it feels like that's a whole other beat of a story that they would go into and they have to look for somebody and then... Homer yep. finds... He, maybe he puts up a sign at work or something and it would it just be like a, yeah, an overly laboured way to get to the same point. Yeah, and it's just like, oh, here's a solution. Why? Because we need to move the story along. Yeah. yeah. I think that's why it feels so fast because there's not 
Oh, we need to get rid of the puppies. Here we're getting rid of the puppies. Oh, we can't separate them all. Who's going to take 25? Mr. Burns. And now they're gone. And yeah, it was much. I don't like the way that Mr. Burns is looking at us, right? <laughs> and then, yeah, the music in the background swelling up. And um, yeah, so they tell him he can't take the dogs. And then he, Mr. Burns is cool with it. And I love how... Okay, so the staging of it doesn't quite work out where the Simpsons are in front of the yeah, box. yeah, yeah. And then they go, like, I wonder what he'd do or whatever. And then they turn around and then they're like way in front of the box. Yeah, yeah. it's a bit... But it's worth it for the it's, like, I think he's planning some brilliant scheme to get those puppies and he's just loading them into a sack. <laughs> Honestly, sir, you don't put the work into your schemes that you used to. Yeah. Oh, that was great. All right. So that gets us into Act 3 and um, Chief Wiggum is on the case, dusting for prints. <laughs> With powdered <laughs> sugar. Donut. <laughs> Which... It's like he looks in their blender. Yeah. <laughs> we'll, uh, fi- we'll find you wallet. Yeah. Dogs. Oh, yeah. yeah, puppies. But this was a good way, you know, n- not sort of harping on police Wiggum's ineptitude and just a good way for it to become another Bart and Lisa solve a mystery sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, because just before that, I did like how they've got uh, Santa's little helper and she's the fastest. Like, who's better to find the puppies than their own parents? But they may- basically make expo- exposition into a joke. He's like, yeah, this is why, because they're dogs and they get easily distracted. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> dinner's on. <laughs> um, so yeah, Bart and Lisa go uh, to Mr. Burns' mansion to get their dogs back. Mm-hmm. And then climb up the uh, ladder, sneak into and peer in the window where, shock, he's just giving them a bath and being nice to them. Yep. What's going on here? And then we get the bit of, um, yeah, the dog stands up, The mm-hmm. probably the same one from Models, Inc., Bramford mm-hmm. 2. Um, and uh, he goes, <laughs> such oh, a, look such at him, hog. Smithers. Look at him. Who does that remind you of? Who does that remind me of? And <laughs> Lassie, Fido, Rin Tin Tin, Penji, yeah. Bob, Bob Barker. No, no, a person. <laughs> the person Snoop- who's known for standing up and walking around. Rory <laughs> yeah, Calhoun. S- Snoop Doggy Dog, Bob Barker, <laughs> and David Brenner, the comedian. I don't know why he was mentioned. Yeah. But does he look like a dog? Did he have a dog thing? really. Is Brenner a breed of dog? Answer in the but, comments. But yeah, Rory Calhoun, who, uh, as I know, is a cowboy actor. Yeah, I've got different sources on this. I swear I read something once that they just said it was just a random name that we thought it was funny. But um, Daniel, from this very podcast insists that uh, he was just a background actor and what he'd do in the background is just stand up and walk across the scene. Really? But then so, how would anyone know his name? Background actors don't get credits. I don't know. This is, you know, I've got conflicting uh, evidence here. Rory Calhoun, 1922 to uh, 99, was an American film and television actor, screenwriter and producer. First appeared in uh, film in Alfred Hitchcock's Spellbound. Ah, the one about the teenage witch. Yeah? <laughs> no. No, he's referencing Sabrina. <laughs> Um, Yeah, he's got a lot of bit part credits here Nothing from movies that I know Anyway, moving on So, and this uh, leads into the best part of the fucking Simpsons ever (laughs) And then we get to the incredible, the memorable, the totally exquisite song parody for See My Vest Which I didn't actually know until like 10 years later was a parody of Be Our Guest Wow, yeah. did you do nothing but watch Simpsons? Didn't watch any other TV or movies? Pretty much. I, I didn't like Beauty and the Beast much as a kid, and I still don't really like it now. Yeah, neither do I, but you've, it's like flitting around. Like, I don't think I've ever sat down and listened to Be Our Guest or Be My Guest or whatever it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I but I know Adam. it well enough to know a parody. I wouldn't know any of the words, because no. I would just say best yep. and gophers. Yep. I'm curious to go back and check out Be Our Guest now and see sort of how much of like the, the parallel rhyming lines up with this song, because like... 
the word work in the lyrics yeah. is incredible. Oh, uh, they cut a lot of they cut about two verses, two or three verses, obviously. Of but. course, but um, but yeah, the the mentions to the animals, some that just stick out to me. Um, these black slippers, our albino African endangered rhino. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that really just flows well beautifully. Grizzly bear underwear, <laughs> turtle's necks, I've got my share. Yeah, it's very cleverly done. And I think that's why it stands out so well. Yeah. It's like a classic, you know, kind of horn horn melody behind it. And then mm. it's just, the lyric, like it doesn't stand stand out, it doesn't jar. And, mm. it's, and I think the best part about that song is it cuts and then like you're going, oh, that was a great song. And then Lisa's like, oh, how could he? And then cuts, <laughs> shows to Bart and he's like, Bart. Actually, just before even the song, I really like where... But Mr. Burns is about to lead into it, and Mr. Smithers is just flicking on a light. Yeah, he, he has like a 1960s <laughs> spot in there. Yeah, he's ready for this. He's like, okay, we're doing this. He's like, oh, we're doing this again. Right, right. We same. rehearsed and rehearsed and rehearsed. It's, and it's one of his 2000 little duties. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to run support spot. Yep. <laughs> but yeah, the animation uh, of this whole thing as yeah. well, and the woman who comes in and interjects, I guess that's another beauty in the beast yeah. reference. Kill tool for matching clogs. Mm hmm. I believe she's a reference to Angela Lansbury's character, who is the teapot slash maid. Shout out to Angela Lansbury, yo. What's her name again? Angela (laughs) Lansbury. Is she dead? No, she's alive. Okay. She hasn't been doing much lately, so I assume she's dead. Murder, she wrote, come back. (gasps) Murder, she wrote, and zombies. (laughs) (laughs) The final chapter, yeah. In space. Yes. Oh, Angela Lansbury in space. How did I get up here? <laughs> but yeah, you feel bad for the animals, especially like when he's wearing the 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 cat hat, and you can yeah, just the sad face on it, yeah. <laughs> and at uh, the poodle uh, hat? beret of poodle yeah, on my noodle. It's a rest. I still got the ears and, and the eyes. Yeah, yeah. I, and the gophers always freak me out a little bit because they've got like both eyeballs on the yeah. gopher slippers. Yeah. <laughs> Um, and yeah, that line um, eluded me for so many years until I looked it up. What, yeah, uh, it was that or skin my chauffeurs. Yeah. So he was going to kill humans for loafers? Yeah, I guess. Apparently, uh, wouldn't put it past him. It well, no, he said skin. He'd, le- he'd leave them alive. <laughs> he wouldn't have to skin all of it. I no, swear. like a leg. Wow. <laughs> Ugh. It's going to hurt. And another one, yeah, because I didn't really know what a turtleneck was back in the day. And that one's also funny that, yeah, a turtleneck made yeah, out of a turtle. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, so good. Anything else you want to say about See My Vest? Uh, I really like, like the vest. My <laughs> <laughs> Robin's jacket comes with one breast or two. two. Oh, it's so fantastic. Yeah. This is probably the song that would st- uh, stick out for many people as the favorite of mm. all the Simpsons songs. Absolutely. Yeah. It's this, and then it's. Uh, Shibupi from Family Guy. <laughs> isn't that that's in their American football episode as well? Yeah, isn't it? It is, yeah. yeah. This wasn't an American football episode though. No. Anyway, uh, well, yeah. Um, see my vest, incredible. Um, Mr. Burns leaves with uh, little Monty, as he's now called. Yeah, one who uh, stand like Rory Calhoun. Bart and Lisa take their opportunity, and oh, and then the bit with um, oh, the dogs always land on their feet. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just the. Yeah, <laughs> a little splat. I think it starts out the right way and falls and goes immediately <laughs> straight in his back. Is it best two out of three? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and yeah, not even from like it couldn't have been more than a foot yeah. high. And then the <laughs> like, door handle starts like turning, and then it just keeps turning around. Yeah, it's like a poltergeist <laughs> door handle. Yeah, they sort of do two mo- a, a couple of moments uh, uh, like that. 
the door handle where they they play with the suspense of the episode because mm, yeah. like yeah now this is like Bart and Lisa are well and truly in trouble now and they're um you know if they're caught fuck what could happen and so they really play with the suspense like that and keep it light and funny um mm-hmm. w- especially with that door handle going around yeah, it, like twice <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And so they make their escape down the laundry chute. Another unintentional theme like they did in the HD episode. The kids just spontaneously jump down. Oh, oh, yeah, I meant to bring that up because it was stupid. But uh, yeah. yeah, in this, it's hilarious. And yeah. also in this one, you can see the laundry chute earlier on in the scene. Like yeah. It's on the wall. So mm. it's not something like, oh, oh, laundry chute. Wait a second. Yeah, and the laundry chute in the HD episode was like in the like, rec Wasn't room la- or whatever. It was like what the heater chute or something. Yeah. Oh, it was so weird. I meant to bring it up because it was dumb as hell, but I had so many other things to talk about. Yeah, dumb. But not so, this episode. This episode was good. This episode was good. Good. <laughs> and so they bring back the socks as well. Um, yeah. Another, it, really, so many things just feel so purposeful mm. in this story. Yeah. yeah. They lure all the dogs down the chute with Bart's socks and then like, so long, Monty. You're a little too big for this ride. Jump down <laughs> themselves. Get down the I'm like, he's already there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's impossible. Like, oh, but there'll be time to explain later. Yeah. <laughs> I do just like when they can't, when there's no, they don't have time or they don't have the inclination to tell yeah. you all the behind the like. Now it feels like it'd be, ah, oh, I have had these pneumatic suits uh, set up for just this purpose. Yeah, it's way funnier not to know. Yeah, it's just like, or it's just, it's funny. I think the best example of that is when Homer discovers he's got a crayon stuck in his brain. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And he goes, but I've had thousands of x-rays. Why has no one ever messaged this? And Dr. Hibbert's just there and he's like, here's why. Because when I hold up the, the x-ray, I put my thumb over this exact spot so it hides the crayon. Anyway, I'll show myself out. <laughs> yeah. Just straight out. Like, he's like... Yep, okay. It's answered a question that a fan might say. Yeah, yeah. And then, and then just oh. fucked off. Yeah. yeah. Bart grabs uh, little Monty out of Monty's hands and mm-hmm. mixes him with the puppies. You can't tell who's who. But and then... Monty, true to form, he stands up again like a little Rory Calhoun. So now it's just a matter of bending down and picking up the one <laughs> and only... Again, <laughs> playing with the suspense in such a funny manner. All the while, while they're doing the visuals of Bart working out to pull the socks yeah, over above the puppies. Out the room. Yeah, just ha- having Mr. Burns just drag this out for so long. <laughs> he uh, grabs the laundry line, wheels it over, so now there's socks, and all the dogs stand up and up. Well, can't kill them all, otherwise you'll kill little Monty. Well, I could kill you. <laughs> yeah, I do love he no. goes, I can't kill, kill these puppies. Look at them all standing on their back legs, like adorable bunch of Rory Calhouns. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, they got so much mileage out of Rory Calhoun. Oh, and then, so yeah, sends to Lisa and Bart, oh, look at you guys standing on your hind legs. Like <laughs> He does have a great line earlier when they're all standing and goes, oh, they're, but they're all so wretchedly adorable. <laughs> <laughs> wretchedly adorable. But yeah, uh, smash cut to uh, Mr. Burns is winning big at the uh, Greyhound track now with 25 of the fastest dogs ever. Yeah. <laughs> currently earn their owner $10 million. Whoever sold them those dogs is probably killing themselves right now. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Homer looks like he's dangling from a lo- noose in the silhouette, but nope, he's just smashing a light bulb. <laughs> yeah, it's the only thing that cheers me up after giving away those bulb. dogs. <laughs> and, and. All right, well, we better bring this puppy home. It oh. is time for the questionnaire. Woof. Uh, play count how many times see my best yeah I reckon gotta be more than 20 yeah I wouldn't be surprised if this is in the hundreds for me um memories of how this episode influenced your life see my best yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> just answer for every question see my best <laughs> I think there's a lot of moments out of this and I definitely remember seeing it when it came on 
and definitely would have been something you talked about at school afterwards. Oh, yeah, everyone's singing. Yeah, that. no, yeah, totally. It's... Like trying to remember the lyrics to "See My Vest" with yeah. all your friends and stuff. And... I've definitely quoted the uh, mind meld bit. Like yeah. either when you're bored, or you see an animal that's bored, or you do anything like, yeah, "I'm bored, yeah, I'm restless." Yep. Um, Buy me a leather necklace. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, puppies as well. It's look like that one's trying to jump over the other one, you know. Yeah. And of course, uh, hey, jerk face, you're the face <laughs> of a jerk. Yeah. Oh, so many quotable moments in here. Did this feel like an episode of The Simpsons? Hell yes. It most definitely see my vest. <laughs> um, wackiness. Yeah, there were a lot of wacky moments in this, man, but it yeah. was earned. It was all yeah, pu- yeah. puppy-based wackiness, but it was all adorable. And just yeah. Mr. Burns teleporting down to the <laughs> Yeah. Uh, the Terminator slide out of the window mm. as well. Super wacky. Big musical number. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was pretty hard in the wackiness. Mm. Yeah. But all earned. All like the story just paced along so well that yeah, yeah. A- anything wacky you either got a joke out of or it pushed things along it it all did something i'd love to see actually what the joke count was on this because i reckon it must it must be every 10 15 seconds there's something something yeah. something something mm. something um the heart oh my god didn't you feel for those puppies yeah and the mm. kids and the dogs and the yeah oh yeah. like a bunch of rory calhoun mm. <laughs> uh yes or no would you watch it again yes yes Yep. See my vest. We're going to put it in a playlist. Dun, uh, I reckon, dun, yeah, top musical dun, numbers. Dun, yeah, pets, dun, I suppose. Yeah, sure. Burns Evil schemes, schemes yeah. yeah. Yeah, classic Burns episode here. Mm-hmm. Uh, pet store visits. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and yeah, Santa's little helper episodes as well. Yeah, they're, yeah. they're very few and far between. but yeah, They're usually pretty good. Let's rank this thing. See my vest. <laughs> BT, kick it off. Uh, I think it's going to be unanimous all around. Cubic. Yep. So much fun. So funny. So quotable. So well structured. It just rockets past and you don't even know you're being wonderfully entertained the entire time. Totally. Phil? Oh, absolutely. Cubic. I think actually that's a really good way of describing it. Like my notes stop pretty... Like This is the least amount of notes I've written for any of these episodes because I'm just enjoying watching it. And you don't even notice that you are. You're just having a good time. And not even being aware of the actual show itself. Absolutely. Yeah. So it's, yeah, I'd, I'd say it's probably, it's got to be easy top 10. Yeah. Cubic for me, it's just undeniable. This is The Simpsons at their height. Everything that you could love about the show is in this episode. Mm-hmm. Cool. Well, that does it for episode 42 of The Simpsons Index. The Douglas Adams number. Woo. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, yeah. Thank you, BT, for having us here this evening. Yeah. Thank you for joining us, Phil. Thank you, as always. Pleasure. And I'm your host, Elliot J. O'Neill, and that's all the mustard in the house. get out of my house. Thank you for checking out the Simpsons Index podcast. Don't forget to go to www.thesimpsonsindex.com for the spreadsheet and information about upcoming episodes. Hey listeners, no deleted scenes this week, so I thought I'd put in a quick plug for the web series that BT, Phil and myself made. It's called Dave Plus One and it's a great little romantic comedy that has its heart on its sleeve but its foot in its mouth. Um, Yeah, it's available now on YouTube or at DavePlus1.com, you can watch it there. Seven episodes long, each episode is about ten minutes, you'll get through it really quickly but it's a really funny and sweet little show that, yeah, I'm super proud of the work we all did in making it happen.
And also, fun fact, a bunch of previous Simpsons Index panelists helped us put together the music for the series. Sheridan was the vocalist on the theme song, Jordan played flute on a few of the tracks, and Danny did a bunch of guitar and keyboards in addition to helping us with the composition of some of the songs. So yeah, Simpsons Index is all over that series. Go check it out, Dave Plus One, and yeah, thank you again for listening to the Simpsons Index.